and welcome to episode 405 of the Awesome Comics Podcast, the place where the small press makes one hell of a big noise. My name is Vince Hunt, and joining me as always is the creator of the devilishly good comic series, Vanguard. It's Dan Butcher. Hello. And the man who sold his soul for a packet of cheese and onion crisps is Tony Esmond. (laughs) I don't mind cheese and onion. I probably like salt and vinegar is my favourite, if I had to say. Really? Uh, See, I yeah. find that I'm getting more into the cheese and onion vibes as I get older. You have those sort of Waitrose, extra crunchy, sort of posh ones, don't you? Ground pepper or something. Black Bougie. Pepper crisps. So. Bougie. Yeah. That's what that's I am. It. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. Prawn cocktail. Mic drop. Oh, yes. <laughs> I, I'm with him. As he's dropped the mic. I've held his hand and we've skipped into the sunset. Welcome to the show, everyone. It's... It's snack talk. No, I, awesome I quite like the smell of prawns on my fingers. <laughs> the awesome crisp podcast. Uh, yeah, it'll, really be, it'll be the spin-off. Might be easier to get sponsors. No, uh, <laughs> welcome to the show, everyone. Of course, it's another week of Talking Comics, and this week we have a topic that is de- going to be devilishly good fun because we're talking about... Well, some people say that we sold our souls to the devil to... Get to 400 plus episodes of this show, but there's some comic characters out there who may have done the same to well, save... podcast as well. <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> um, but yes, the hellish heroes is what we're going to be talking about. Um, we're we're going to start off with people that have sold their souls, and maybe we'll go even darker than that. You just don't know on this show. Who knows? Because. I mean, it's probably quite blasphemous. We record this show on a Sunday, so uh, you know we probably. Yeah, I've just been. I've just been to mass. Yeah, I checked it out with the priest. He said it's just fine. Go for it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> stick twenty in the collection plate. Yeah. Oh, three, just... three Hail Marys in yeah. a hand job, and you're fine. <laughs> yeah, yeah. You can do anything as a Catholic, and then go to confession. And they let you off. It's fine. Yeah. Yeah. And I, I've been uh, listening to the devil's music all day. So, uh, <laughs> so we're so... in. We're in the right frame of mind to talk about this. Um, what else we do is we talk about comics. Do you know where you guys can get some fantastic comics? Is it Comic House? Comic House. It is Comic House. Yes, our lovely sponsor. The indie comic marketplace that loves indie comics as much as you do. And we, we normally say us, but come on, you must love indie comics because that's why you listen so to this. So listen to this. Yeah, yeah. Go. Um, if you go to comichouse.com, there's a huge selection of titles on the database. If you're a creator, you can uh, list your work on there. Another avenue to get the name of your books out to the greater public, as well as the digital app. Everything has an app these days. We're using them more and more, and Comic House is a great way to discover. Can't park your car without having a fucking app these days. I know. It's made it so much easier, though, because I never have enough change. (laughs) 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 And I tell you what, you can never have enough good comics. And Comic House, the app, is full of fantastic independent comics on there. There's comics from us, and as well as guests, past, present, and future. We're always discovering new stuff on there at the moment. Dan, Dan, what's what's on there currently? I've done a quick search for uh, hell and demon related comics. I'm sure there's a lot. Oh. How dare you! Blasphemy! <laughs> but obviously, we've got uh, it's one of the better things you search for on his computer. Yeah. Let's face it. That's <laughs> probably one of the safer ones. Yeah. <laughs> Hellbound Media, obviously. Of course. Yeah. You're more likely going to. They're going something. to hell. Read their comics. They're You're more likely going to find something there. Sick, sick bastards. Yeah, when they get to hell, they'll have a table set up. And quite, a, quite <laughs> yeah, an impressive yeah. table of comics it is. So uh, I think, imagine what would go in inside that is the Lurker Issue 2, Metal Based Adventures, and Colin Undead all now uh, on the app. Ah. So, uh, yeah. There's that and a whole lot more. A whole load uh, more. On, so, well done, Daniel. And to, to find out more, there's a 14-day free trial. 
and to get get more information and find out who we talk about every week, go to comichouse.com. H-A-U-S, Comic House. Yeah, yes. House. Comic For House. new listeners. We had a bit of a bump in listenership, so I don't want people yeah. looking up. Yeah, do, do go check out Comic House, because not only uh, there's loads of our listeners' works on their previous guests, all of our three comics are on there as well. Yeah, so and, it, and it's basically it's a subscription service, like everything is these days, but this has a huge value for money. Especially now that there's a huge library on there. Now is the time. You know, sometimes when they start these subscription services, and you, you at the beginning, you're like, "Well, I've watched everything in the first week." Whereas a couple <laughs> of years, what do you do in your life? <laughs> not, not <laughs> yeah. um, but like you know, a couple of years later, and then there's loads of stuff on there. Now is the time to check out Comic House. Go go and check mm. it out. Uh, comichouse.com. There's a 14 day free trial as well. I think I forgot to say that. Yeah. So, so there you go. See if it's shame on shame on me. May the devil strike me down. Oh have Lord, done? have mercy. No, yeah. I just I just forgot about the 14 day free trial. Oh right. Oh, okay. okay. Sorry. I thought you'd been wearing cute the lightning right. sound effect. Yeah. Yeah. Why That's the thing. You you guys aren't Catholics, are you? No. I wonder. I'm... I wonder if. Well, let, well, I'll lead, lead off, Vince, because I've got a question for you guys later. Then, oh God, oh, oh, right. he's he's literally going to bring God into it, Dan. I am. Okay, so before we start, old hands and hum. Before we start with this, and of course, there's so many amazing characters we're going to talk about. And thank you to the listeners that that we put a little shout out. And we had some, you know, some mentions and suggestions that we had as well. Yeah, it's a fascinating topic that I think has been popular since probably the dawn of comics. Because the battle of all the literature, yeah, good really. Yeah. Think about the stuff. Bible, yeah, yeah. Um, but as always, from the start, this is all our opinions. If you're listening to it and think those boys are going to hell, you're probably right. Yeah, yeah. But, I've but, given up on any kind of you know yeah, redemption yeah, for, the, for the next ninety minutes. We're just going to entertain you. So, and you know, perhaps you might be inspired to check out some comics that we talk about. You hope so. Yes, but um, hell can't be that bad, can it? Yeah. I've been to MCM. <laughs> yeah, yeah. Or some traffic jams uh, feel like hell. <laughs> anyway, that's a whole different topic entirely. Certain relationship I was in for a while. <laughs> Look, Tony, we made it to 400 episodes. Can't be that bad. This is this is glorious compared to that, my friend. <laughs> oh, don't think what our readers don't realise is that uh, we're not the ones, we're, uh, listeners, we're not the ones in hell. They are. And our, their punishment is listening to this show. Oh, yeah, exactly. dear. Enjoy. We are... <laughs> we are the torment we are the weekly torment uh, big shout out to our sponsor Satan for helping yeah. to keep this show on the air helping allow us to fuck you in the ears weekly <laughs> <laughs> and there's more fucking no um, but let's start after the off. show let's yeah. start Look, off I've got a cold by the way I've got a funny voice got a cold. Yeah. Yeah. you know what that is why because you're a devil spawn <laughs> um no jokes aside, so though. it was like hell's hell's heroes, isn't hell's it? Like, hell's heroes. It's Basically. gone a little bit bigger than that, but yeah. essentially that's what yeah. the, the starting point is going to be. Yeah, we sort of wandered we... around, didn't we? Around yeah. The subject yeah. yeah, because yeah. Um, dark dark comic book characters have always been a thing, as Tony said, since literature began, even before that. But with stories, it was always good at good and evil. But the world has always been interested with heroes. That's make a deal with the dark, work with darkness. It's a fascinating concept that's always been sort of on the books, to coin a term. Literally. And certainly there are some heroes who have made some devilish packs, signed their name in blood in order for, to get powers or to save a life or to do all manner of things. So I'll just I'll start off with kind of a broad 
question to, to start us off. Okay. And it's, it's just about like that concept in general. The hero, heroine, whoever, signs their soul to an evil force to get power, to, to become the hero. Why... Why is why has that been such a long-standing and popular tradition in comics? Do you think? Yeah, it's an interesting one. I think historically, if you were a hero, you know, if you go back thousands of years, it's because you killed lots of people, isn't it? Really, you know, a hero yeah. of a battle or something like that. Yeah. Really, they didn't really have heroes who were carpenters back then. They didn't really no. appreciate the word. Well, you were the last one standing, so you wrote. Yeah, history. so essentially, you were a bit of an utter bastard, weren't you? Because you were basically a hero because you killed the most people, mm. killed yeah. and maimed people. So there's always been an element of being, you got to be a, you know, uh, you got to be a little bit of a poacher to be a gamekeeper, haven't you? You know, there's, there's always been the element of good people got to do bad things. Yeah. And that, I think that, if that dynamic plays easily into, you got to sell a little bit of your soul, if you were that sort of person who believed in it, mm. you know? And if you add in the sort of dynamic of, religion iconography and you know the sort of you know the haunting visions and you know that, that inhabit nearly every bit of media you've got a lovely background to play on there, yeah god yeah yeah it's an easy, easy go-to to kind yeah. of sort of yeah you know, it's also that kind of a uh, redemption arc of sorts mm, when yeah. you get someone going to the absolute extremes of doing this to go being a hero there's the, the the juxtaposition of fucking evil now they're going to be a good guy it's yeah a good man put a good man pushed into a bad doing a bad thing yeah yeah Yeah. do you think there's something to be said as well that um entertainment wise sometimes the 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 goody two shoes that's a poor term for it but um those sort of um cleaner than clean heroes there's only so much entertainment you can get out of that before someone turns around and says well superman's boring do you know what I mean? The, the apple pie yeah. and uh, that. Yeah. They're, they're whiter than white. That that's why you know these days. It's, it's, it's the you know Superman's a big boy scout and, and Batman's the ultimate badass. Yeah, and we like but We I tend to think people probably as sales certainly say this. People tend to appreciate Batman more than they do yeah. Superman, although they both yeah. lasted. Yeah. You know? <laughs> yeah. But do you, do you yeah. think people like the idea of like the hero, the 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 good? kind of having that bit of darkness because sometimes when you have these heroes and they are you have a captain america you have a superman that's an ideal that's something yeah, that people people yeah. like i can't be that because that's perfection does that make sense you know that's yeah. that i will never be superman but i can identify with this person who wants to do a good thing they're just having to you know, they're more, dare I say it, more realistic. I know it sounds crazy. But... It might be a bit more cynical in the fact that you, when, when you, you get these pictures or kind of you find out these people who are kind of angelic, mm. they, they invariably find out that they're not and they've, everyone's got a fucking skeleton in the closet or cupboard and they're not quite white and white. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. when you've got this kind of character, <laughs> it made me think, well, yeah, that's, that, that's totally believable. Like you mentioned, it's. Mm. It also plays a little bit into the sort of cynical world that we now live in. Where, yes. you know, maybe a hundred years ago, you know, Superman would have been the more interesting character. And, and Batman back then was more of a just a straightforward good guy, wasn't he? But we live in a cynical time now, don't we? Where, you, you know, the, the the bad boy image is the spice in the meal that makes it more interesting. Mm. You know? mm. Yeah. Um, and these deals <laughs> that we talk about, they're always, um, well, not always. I don't want to speak for all of them because there's probably millions that I, I don't know about. And listeners, you'll probably you'll probably shout at your iPods or your phones or whatever by the time you finish this. But um, the majority of them, someone is in a bad position, 
or scared or fearing for their life, usually a classic one, they're just about to die, when someone says, do you want to live? It's that survival instinct which Touch and fruit. Yeah. the evil takes advantage of, isn't it? Um, and I, well, I guess it's the way that the, the, the story, whatever character or story you're telling about is framed. If it is the, that they've got literally no other choice but to take this Faustian pact mm. or that they actively seek it out to to better themselves in, in some way or other. What do you think do you is the mean? most popular um, story avenue for like comic book tales of deals with devils? What do you think I'm gonna is, say, is the I'm main gonna motivation? Say, Granted powers by a demon or the devil. Yeah. I think for, that's quite a common for thing. For what purpose, though? For what purpose? Well, not necessarily anything, really, but, you know, for something to do on Earth, you know, I think generally to drive by the underworld to be on Earth and, and do something. You know, mm. everything from Blue Devil, which was quite a humorous series, wasn't it? Mm. Don't forget, he started out as a stuntman in a costume and then he actually got turned into a demon. Right. Um, okay. Through, through to the sort of darkness of, you know, Ghost Rider and Gravel and all these yeah. sort of characters, you know. Um, I, I, th- I think it's. I think it plays into the fact that it is. It is. A, it's. A, it's an easy go-to for a dramatic, see, you know, setting. Yeah, it's an easy thing to play around with as a, a stage to put them on. You know, mm. I mean, you got the ultimate bad guy in, uh, uh, in literature, or at least uh, with the devil. Mm. And yeah, uh, what, what more can you do for that? <laughs> you yeah. have to go something to beat the devil in that. Yeah, but there's also that element, like you say guys it's there's the it's the redemption there's that hope because if perhaps if you've if you've created this character and it's written well enough people will get a kick out of seeing the powers and seeing the cool costumes and like you know because that's also why we're here yeah. isn't it? that's why we pay our money to see these badass hell hell fire heroes um but there's also that hope that they can get out of it do you know what I mean? Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Like, kind because, of because, and of course, the other, the other thing is, guys, it looks fucking cool. <laughs> yeah, that's one yeah. of the big. You know, it does. The devil made rock and roll, man. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. <laughs> I, trouble is, I've seen many comics, a lot of indie ones, where like they, they use the kind of Faust spawn premise, and it's like, man, this is fucking been done a, a lot, many, yeah. many times. Yeah. And you, there's stuff that does stand out from the execution. Yeah, uh, the stuff that's really like everything's in the execution. Yeah, yeah, yeah stock man. like oh, I've I've come back from hell to do this and yeah. Well, I mean, it, is, it is a go-to for the most Sherlocky bullshit storytelling yeah. sometimes. Yeah. You know, and I, th- I think you know, starting off with like independent comics. Independence is a strange term for those early days of Image, but um, certainly let's take Spawn because it's the classic. It was revenge and love, wasn't it? That. Mm. That was the that was the deal that was made. Dan, you've recently had an experience of styling it from. Have you had an experience of revenge and love? Is that revenge? Born? <laughs> <laughs> yeah. yeah. Well, I, I'm stu- I've absolutely stumbled on the Spawn Hub reread through because I'd really I'm just not finding it interesting or appealing. I fuck knows how I got for it in the first time. Strotty's doing that? well. Strotty yeah. always has some. Strotty is doing well. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I've yeah. really got. I owe it to Matt to get back on it and, yeah. and soldier on because. Yeah. Uh, but the, but the series starts out. How, uh, what it, you know, for those so, who don't know what Spawn is, I'm sure most of you are. But like the deal itself, because it becomes by 200 issues or whatever, the deal is almost nothing, isn't it? Really? Yeah, <laughs> he's so, like a, yeah. a, a yeah. worse CIA, yeah. and he's betrayed and murdered and contend for hell, condemned hell for all these uh, crimes that he's done, and uh, he gets approached by the demon Malbolger. I think it is. Yeah. He says that you can go back to. Uh, uh, see your wife 
right what was wrong and you just got to become one of these hellspawn and he does and he gets back there and he realizes he's been fucked over he can't use his powers to make himself as he was and uh he is eventually he sort of flips the script i think he actually kills malbolge and becomes the king of hell himself and right, of course it, it goes it goes way off but he kind of goes from just being i think you you, you won't find many people who kind of know that spawn was pretty much a fucking rip off of faust by vigil it's right. pretty much the the same story for those yes. who don't know because faust sometimes is a blind spot for a lot of uh, comic fans especially if you yeah just, i know some of the yeah. issues got seized didn't they i think back yeah. in the day and really so it, it's, yeah, a, it's a little bit it's dark it's um let's just say saucy yeah uh, um, sex probably yeah gruesome murder it's lots yeah. of knobs yeah yeah um, but Faust, uh, though I've never read any of it, is it like you say, Dan? Is it pretty much the same sort of deal? It pre- yeah, pretty much the same sort of deal. Guy gets sent hell and he wants to, he makes a, uh, a pact to come back. To it just without, I mean, I like I like Vigil's art. I liked him, Vigil, and I think the other guy involved was David Quinn. But I think I like the art, but it's not, it's black, it's from the black and white revolution, yes, mm-hmm. black and white revolution of the 80s. It, it predates, Big it, Ninja it looks, Turtles, yeah, it looks yeah. very different. Yeah, it does. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, um, so I actually right, really like. You can, try and follow Tim Vigil on um, Instagram if you can, because he gets banned a lot. But uh, there's some really good stuff on there. Yeah, he's very much more extreme. Yeah. Oh God. Yeah. Uh, I remember buying one of his comments, and like, there's a brain in a mirror, and he's like zapping this woman, and he calls her "you exquisite bitch," and like, <laughs> there's like lightning coming out of a VJ and the nipples and stuff. So, like, okay, this one goes there. Exquisite Bitch there. is a name for our, yeah. our next pub band. Oh. <laughs> That's a great band name. <laughs> yeah. That's you know, you saw Blind, uh, blind buy a few comics. And I thought, oh, this looks a bit fucking spicy. So I've got that. And I was like, oh, yeah, it's... I can yeah, see a story coming from Madeline too now. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Madeline, I think you might to get copies of that from uh, Simon Russell. Uh, yeah, it's still available. Not yeah. by Twitter. Mm. Yeah. Um, um, I mean, it is, it's, it's a it's a trope that has a, appeared a lot. And yeah. I, I, let me pose you guys a question. So there's a lot of these characters out there. From a personal reading taste for both you guys, how far can a character be a bastard before you'd stop reading them? Is do you have? And in other words, this, this has come up quite a lot recently in sort of the comic circles. I mean, do we have to have an element of liking or looking up to or? being affectionate towards a character if we're reading them as the main character in a series. Can they be, you know, how far would you let them go? Could they I, be, you know? I think, um, and Dan, please please follow me up after this one, but I, it also is reminiscent of some of the conversations or rants that I've had about the, you know, the the eulogising of villains and stuff. Um, yeah. A lot of these ones that we're talking about, just say like a Spawn or a Ghost Rider, they are, they are created... They are set up to be the hero, dark heroes. Sometimes tortured hero, aren't they? Yeah, yeah. Sometimes with like an uncomfortable, you know, their backstories are usually uncomfortable or dark or horrible. Um, but there's always the element of hero. You want to see the hero, you know, try to do good things. And yes, there's there's fascination and entertainment with sometimes the cold blooded hero. Um, yeah. Um, but, can you read about a bad man? Can you? Yeah, can you, totally. Uh, a through and through bad guy so how far would you go dan could he be a serial murderer would that be fine see i, I was thinking about this the one I, I go to is uh do you remember the character the driver appeared in toxic yeah 
Yeah, yeah. And it was like just got this huge truck like blasting through like Middle America, just slaughtering virtually everything. And there was no kind of uh, mercy, whatever. It was like killing everything. And it was all played for laughs. And it was great. And it's like, oh, I'm all about this. It's kind of when they're, they're kind of horrible and it's played as like, this isn't, they're without a good satire. guy. Yeah, we're not without satire. And then it's just like, well, I've got to do Relentless, this. Relentless, wasn't it? Yeah. It's hard to describe, but when 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 their actions are presented presented as not so much as evil, it's just a laugh, and I, I don't know. I, I, I'm finding it hard to describe what I mean. But, yeah, I mean, uh, I mean, would you would you read a book about the day to day life of a serial killer, serial rapist, uh, events? Right, so, no. no. What about it, what about the execution? What about does it, does it depend on the execution? I, th- I think most stories do- always depend on the execution, isn't it? I mean, for me, serial yeah. rapist. Uh, <laughs> it's pretty fucking. Same to fair, you got, to say, you, you take it to the extreme. That's the way to find. Yeah, that's it. the most yeah, extreme yeah, thing yeah. I can think of. Yeah, 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 yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, that, what about what about a cannibal? Would you read a book about so, a cannibal? Yeah, there have, been, there have yeah. been books about cannibals. Yeah. I, in fact, a recommendation I'm going to have has got cannibalism in it. There you go. Good. Uh, it may be a. Return, Do you remember? You seen that film Happiness? Like about that is about like the dad who. Yeah. It's played for yeah. laughs about yeah. him trying to rape his mate, his son's friend. I know, and about the, the guy stalking his neighbour. Yeah, yeah. just uh, whacking it constantly about his neighbour. Yeah, but, uh, it's, a, it's a dark, it's a dark film. Again, uh, the, 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 again my favourite, my favourite, my favourite moment in that film is where there's a family in it, and one and midway through, the daughter tells the dad not to use so much salt because he's going to have a heart attack. And right at the end of the film, it's just a shot of him putting loads of salt in his food because he's just like, <laughs> "Fuck all this." this <laughs> <laughs> uh, I don't know how he yeah. feels. Do you know, um, yeah. I, I'm going to alienate myself here, but like John Wick one was on the other day, and uh, like obviously John Wick's going out to kill the people who killed his dog, and he was going for this club and he was just executing dozens and dozens of people, and I was like, what have these people done? Like, yeah, yeah. they're they're hired people to kind of stop someone like you running through the club and just gunning people down. Oh, they uh, were there, Dan. And, no, I just like. And, uh, guilt by association. Such a dirty man. It's mouth. that whole perks <laughs> thing of kind of like people yeah. working on the desk are getting yeah, burned up. Yeah, yeah. But I was kind of like, if they're like really horrible gang members, fine. But like these are people working at nightclubs. Like, well, let's go. Should you go? Should you fancy going clubbing tonight? Yeah, let's go. Yeah, yeah. and just yeah. like oh, bang bang, yeah. John Wick. Well, well to be fair, it's not the clubbers. He's not just fucking mowing down. No, no, he's, he's gunning down like the. He's gl- the, the yeah, yeah. The woman who works on the on the coat stand. Yeah. Yeah. You, you know, know. <laughs> you know. It, it's, it's. I don't know. At that point, I was kind henchman. of henchman. Like, oh, I think that's the. It's just I can't really get on board with this, and I'm all about fucking people getting mowed down in in. Well, I yeah, respectfully I disagree, Dan, and you're talking shit. But uh, okay, <laughs> no, I'm only joking. I'm only joking. Um, no, I'm but, sure many people do not sit. Well, I, I mean, yeah. I'm willing to read a book about pretty much anyone, as long as it's done well and done for, in an interesting way. I yeah 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 true yeah. It's all about like the execution, isn't it? Um, I, I just think we need to get I, away I from think... this. Like, oh, there's no one, there's no one to look up to in this book. Yeah. Well, yeah. how long in where's that rule been in fiction? You know, for the history there's of no Norfolk, where's that rule been? So, yeah. yeah. You know. some, some, there's loads of protagonists that are absolute fucking monsters. Yeah, yeah. 2000 AD built their reputation on it. Yeah. But the problem with a lot of like modern comics is as well, they're sort of picking some of the wrong characters to sort of make them seem like heroes, and that's not really the point, because as you talk about, like the old 2000 ADs and some like the real satirical writing, mm. it, it can be handled well, can it? It can look yeah. at yeah. it in a lens. Like, Torquemada is the best... 
person yeah. to read. He's yeah. really interesting, but he's yeah. a fucking monster. Yeah. 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 So, like sometimes you could do these sort of things like, well, you know, doing all these horrible things, but you've just read this for 10 issues and you've been cheering along. Maybe what does that say about you? Do you know what I mean? There's some writing that sort of does that as well, which is fascinating. It's, it's very much what you, you can discover a lot about people mm-hmm. as to why they like things, yeah. you know? So there's a movie where a puppy gets killed and someone says, yeah, see the way they killed that puppy. Wasn't that great? You know, that's not the reason I enjoyed that yeah. film with a puppy, you know, but it's, yeah. yeah, it's yeah. on the reader as well. But I, yeah. I also think that if we're talking about these sort of, um, you know, villains, from what a bit term, it's, I probably wouldn't read an ongoing because I think it's, I think they're they're like like say Tony like serial killers. Yeah, this is so weird. We went into dark territory pretty quickly, considering we're talking about <laughs> Satan. Um, they're tailor made for miniseries, limited series. You know that sort of that sh- that short sharp yeah. jaunt into darkness. But if you're on I issue think fifty, Mag- you're probably like, do, yeah. I to, do I need to ask myself some questions? I think Magneto was the watershed for this. Mm. I think okay. Magneto became a good guy. What thirty five years ago? To a certain extent, he's been back to being a bad guy a few times, isn't he? Yeah. Um, now, I think I almost have to in my head in a lot of things, but in, especially in this, I, I think I'll play it person to person, case by case. I think some villains, the Red Skull, Thanos, you know, all the obvious ones should remain villains. But I think yeah. he was written, especially by I know Claremont sort of developed this theory, didn't he, about the whole um, the Holocaust and stuff like that. And I think the door was opened for him in a good way. But I think then. Every they decided everyone should be relatable from that point onwards. Yeah, yeah. just mm. like yeah. fair enough. You're going to do that, Magneto. But the whole point I thought with it, the whole we mentioned some villains before is I can understand where you're coming from, but the way you're addressing the problem is the wrong way to go about it. Mm. So Magneto yeah. saw the issue of like the persecution is like right, I'm going to fucking stop this. But he fucking went too far, and it's like mutants first, and everyone else should be in the fucking ground. Mm. Yeah. You know Magneto I mean? was right. Yeah. yeah, that's the way that the kind of he, he swung too far. You can understand his motives, but I know they've kind of like rounded that off because essentially what he's fighting for is. Do you, has any have you read that miniseries where he's in he's in the Warsaw Ghetto and he goes into the no, Auschwitz? No. So the, one of the best comics ever made, genuinely. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I genuinely think it is. It's just an amazing book. Um, and he becomes, you know, I think he's probably my second favorite X Men at this point. Right. Because you know he's he's so interesting and multi-layered, oh. but some of them it just doesn't work for. I'm I'm going to probably people hate me this, but I feel the same way about Venom. I'm fucking bored with that geezer. Oh no, 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 no yeah. Venom, Venom, Venom's been added to my list of if I don't see that character again, I'm quite happy. <laughs> yeah, I know yeah. you're going to see he's non-stop there at the moment. Um, That's been for like right. five years actually. Like, yeah, like yeah, symbiote. Yeah, an, an event. They've got like another symbiote thing yeah. coming out this summer. It's like no one. Get, why are you doing this again? Yeah, it's another symbiote thing. Yeah, try um, something else. Loads of ideas. I think Nick, I think Nick Bryan likes him, so I'll give him a bit of credit. Okay, there, fair I mention, but yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, another question then: Do we see a difference in the way in this? Let's call it a trope um, of you know the redemption arc or the you know give you know grind powers by the devil. Do we see a, a difference in the way that men and women are described, treated, told about in comics? You mentioned this, and I, I fucking mm. struggle to think of many good examples of. This there's, a, there's a couple in the sort of um sabrina universe right, okay you know, there's um yeah. there's this couple in the sort of buffy comics universe there's um you know Scar- scarlet witch kind of yeah. gave into the dark side didn't right, she yeah. 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 I, I, I think during yeah. that i mean i i can't think of, I, I mean yes i think there's a massive difference in the way it's handled i think it but i can't think of any characters which is a shame um i know there's certainly come on during that mid mid to late 90s boom 
there are surely independent ones that just took the spawn angle and all of a sudden oh lady death man yeah. lady death i know yeah. you know i mean i actually think the main difference is this the um the the coverage of clothing yes, yes. I was about yeah yeah i said or as i said no whatsapp chat boobs yeah, yeah. there's yeah. definitely a, a female version of faust yeah 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 there's got to be a female spawn isn't there i'm guessing more likely yeah yeah it must be yeah, yeah. um yeah, Lady but, Blaze but, in DC Comics. It's usually, which fucking Seamus like, I've made a deal with the devil, so I'm going to wear hardly any clothes. Yeah, yeah. just going to cover so my what, nipples from what, now on. What, yeah. what, what? Maybe it gets really hot if you do a deal with the devil. You have to take yeah. clothes off. Ghostwriter's yeah, wearing a it, fucking leather jacket. Yeah, <laughs> it was all that loose morality, isn't it? It kind of goes back to kind of uh, religious, obviously, because you've got the devil involved, but like, if you're, if you're good, you're all covered up and saintly, and if you're evil, you're Wearing black bondage gear and all about. Yeah, although I do appreciate nuns. a sexy nun. You know what I mean? I'm a fan <laughs> yeah. of the sexy nun. Also, I like the sexy lady in SS uniform. You know, that's another one of my favourites. You know. <laughs> yeah, go see that geese down a comic mark again. The, the DVDs. <laughs> yeah. You know what I mean? You can't even video of somebody killed. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> like, what? You got any videos of people being bummed and killed? What? <laughs> but certainly listeners like if there's any great like i say i can't think of any right now i haven't read any standout examples of it yeah yeah um so if there is please let us know uh, as always i mean it's all that you got the vampirelli universe yeah dracula and all these you know satan seven and all this sort of thing there's all these not saying seven what they're called um there's there's a little team associated with vampirella they're all sexy ladies with barely any clothes on you know and they've all made a deal stroke with a vampire stroke i mean that's the thing is vampirism is essentially a a parable for satanism isn't it you know you know you're giving in to the badness aren't you You these women who sort of suddenly are hypnotized by dracula and they give in to it you know there's a lot of that going on isn't it i watched captain chronos today actually funny enough but uh, yeah should we gather a few examples of uh yeah. characters with this kind of trope the use of this trope obviously we've mentioned uh spawn already faust you've got uh the demon etrigan uh, yeah so he's actually a demon from hell isn't he so yes yeah um I mean, he's linked to someone isn't it what's his name he's got an oh, amazing character. um, the character's got an amazing name uh, something um, blood i've got cold head jason so blood know. jason blood oh best name yeah. ever jason um blood. I liked all the I've liked all the versions of it. I liked I obviously like Kirby stuff, which I, I think I only ever got one issue as it was coming out, but I came too late. I got the hardback. That's lovely. Has he always rhymed? No, not always. No. Okay. Um, and then um, Matt Wagner did a series, which was a four issue miniseries. With people who've read it love it, and I really liked it, where it's it tied into Arthurian legend and stuff. Nice. Really okay. good. And then you've got, obviously you have got the Alan Grant stuff, which was very good. I think. Hmm. Yeah. Um, and that was a great little run. Oh, I don't know How much about this this character mm. i've got to say apart from the fucking rhyming that's and, and the jason blood name that's about me done on the, the demon i don't know too much more okay uh, we've got a uh, ghost rider which i know yeah. a little bit about which i was sending you um current ghost rider and original ghost rider not original the johnny blaze ghost rider mm. um and um i was i've read one of the old series i think it's issue 12 and i read i read a couple of the new series um today and it's interesting the storytelling styles that change so if you look at the 70s and early 80s horror books that are coming out of marvel you know the sort of bronze age stuff yeah it was almost modeled on a one you know one story per issue kind of model generally yeah so you had like a a story that 
involved the ghost rider or the man thing or frankenstein at some point within a separate story so it was almost to me it was almost modeling itself on stuff like the outer limits alfred hitchcock presents to the unexpected the twilight zone all this sort of thing so it's almost like a story per issue but now ghost rider is it's told in an arc right. um and in the same way that we get an hbo series or you know is it what was yeah. that one that ran for years was it supernatural what was the one about the yes. two brothers yeah yes. supernatural yeah. Yeah. yeah so it's almost modeled on that sort of thing um and i think this it's it, it involves the same character but and in fact johnny blaze is back you know he's back as the main character you know sort of tortured guy but it's just utterly different storytelling right okay stuff like that it's an interesting it was an interesting counterpoint to to, to show how comics have changed as well I think, yeah you know? But was it using the, the same sort of vehicle, like the same character, but they go from town, little little hobo in it, you know, go from town to town? A little bit, yeah. And a lot of that, those horror books were like that. I mean, he is, it is actually a road trip, but there's also this, in the current one, but there's a backstory of the two agents who are following him. They drive a hearse, oh, you okay. know, another demon that's trying to catch up to him. You know, his competition, who is this person? And it's this long, drawn out, I think it's on about issue 14 or something now. R- well worth it. It's like reading an, I think I told you before, it's like reading an Avatar book. You know, it's actually really good. Oh, that's nice. Um, I yeah, reread uh, the uh, Danny Ketch one. Oh, okay. Yeah, yeah. This, this week. Uh, Who drew Mark, that? Was it one of the Cubits? Mark, Mark Textera. Oh, Mark yeah. Textera. Yeah. Cool. Yeah. yeah. And that's essentially uh, the. I don't so much. It's not so much selling the, the, the soul to the devil because he finds the bike with the symbol and touches it and that he transforms into yeah, does, Ghost Rider. Yeah. Right. And uh, that's more of a kind of uh, him and his friends getting effed over, and he's, he's cursed, happens really, upon the, yeah, yeah. He happens upon the bike, and then they might that story might kind of evolve more because I've only got the first uh, trade. That, that I mean, that in general terms, that. that's to be fair to me is like the the most white bread of them all, almost because yeah, you know, even the, the Robbie is it Robbie Ray is the new one who drives a car. It's just a nice kid. Yeah, you know, okay. it's it, they're they're not almost like. They can do incredibly demonic things, but they're not really bad guys. No, no, generally, no. generally written that yeah. way, I think. Yeah, yeah, they're not definitely. Like I ordered that the Robbie Ray's one because I've not read any of that today, so that should be turned up in the right. Page. But okay, yeah, essentially, they're, they're good people that kind of have the ability to call on this as a kind of yeah, this yeah, generic superpowers. Not generic, but you know what I mean. I mean, he's a member of the Avengers at the moment. You know, yeah. For me, that uh, seems weird. Yeah, like having uh, the Ghost Rider on. You should when that character really well, it should be like fucking hell. There's like a man here with a, his skull on fire. Uncontrollable kind yeah, of thing. Like yeah. Supernatural yeah, kind of force. You think yeah. shit. Um, and I got a feeling he was in the Agents of Shield TV series, wasn't he? From my yeah, memory. Yeah, he yeah. was, yeah. Yeah. I don't think I was watching that point, but I did see some screens and I was like, oh that was good. They've done yeah, it did well look there. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Uh so what other characters have I mean the other the one the, the, the obvious one is is Constantine, isn't it? Yes. You know, um Hellblazer. And, the, you know, him selling his soul to the devil. And, I mean, he walks a little bit further down the road of being a bit of a bastard, doesn't he? Yes, definitely. But the more we read of him, you know, when he, he started out, he was, when he started out in Swamp Thing, you sort of think, who's this fucking dodgy bloke? <laughs> you know? Yeah. Well, he's a, he's a Mickey Mouse, isn't he? So he's going to be dodgy. Um, <laughs> That's a scouser. Uh, That's a scouser for all our international listeners. But the, um, he, but then he, he he does occasionally does surprise you by doing something like really outrageous and think, cool, that's a bit nasty. Mm-hmm. You know. And then we we're talking about it before we came on, but there's that moment in um the storyline where he gets cancer where he, he plays three D he sold his soul to three demons at once. 
So they have to, no one can claim his soul at that point, which is this, he always has these clever sort of cons, sort of scams, doesn't he, on the go, that are part of it. So he's more, he's more, for me, walked down the line of being a bastard Mm. than someone like Ghost Rider almost. You know, there's almost Mm. like a sliding scale sometimes. And I think Vertigo discovered that rich pool of finding people who are morally corrupt in some way and using them as central characters for their comics. You know, you've got to look at something like Scout or something, you know. Yeah. Loveless or something like that, you know. Um, yeah. We had two examples brought up by uh, our good friend Simon Russell, uh, who's the uh, the founder of the Madeline Zine. You can get it from him. Yeah. Simon at underscore at Boing. But, sorry, let me do that. At Simon underscore at underscore Boing. Uh, Temptation by Glenn Dakin. Yeah, Glenn Dakin. Uh, yeah, yeah, I like his stuff. Digs Inferno by Ty Templeton. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Alan Henderson mentioned uh, the demons. And we've got uh, Matt Strott who said uh, one more day. Yeah, one more day is a funny one, isn't it? Where you've got like a very sort of stand-up character who's, who basically sells himself world, knowing that he's Spider-Man, and thus save his family, isn't it? That's an interesting. Is that right? I, mean, that's I think right. it's was it Aunt May. She got shot. Yeah, and he, he has to sort of do that to save, but like it would wipe out twenty years, twenty thirty years or something, and no one would remember who he was that he's revealed himself to, and yeah. I think the deal with the devil at that point was done by fucking Joe Casada, wasn't it? Never mind the character in the comic. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah, yeah. That was one of those, right, we just need to retcon all this. How can we do that? Um, Oh, no, deal with the devil. Yeah, they they reveal the superhero's identity and then they go, actually, we're really limited on what we can do. Oh, no, we're in trouble now. We've got to walk this back. I mean, you're not limited, but if you want to keep Spider-Man doing being Peter Parker, living the same life, comic to comic do you know what i mean you've got to keep that secret if you want him to kind of the story to go for wacky directions you can reveal his identity and kind of actually deal with that but yeah, it was a great moment in civil war but it had consequences didn't it you know yes yeah. I, I think that about a lot of things i think that about um you know the current x-men situation at the moment how they're going to walk that back you know yeah because they're going to have to walk that back at some point yes yeah. yeah yeah I, I see that as inevitable yeah me too like i i said it should should be black as all good comics start out black and then uh, someone gaining consciousness and realizing something's not right and then you see wolverine's claws come bursting out of some horrible egg sack and he pulls himself out and he's under krakoa and they've all the krakoa has been feeding off the, the real x-men characters. oh okay so krakoa is the villain yeah and all the people on the surface the other x-men they're like pod people as it were and jesus boom, christ story's done story's done yeah Spread that across so, fucking 30 issues yeah. a month. So, yeah. yeah, so then you have loads of X-Men fighting one another. Two more hardbacks. It's yeah. fucking done. And then Krakoa's the bad guy. <laughs> Get back to the status quo. And all that shit happened, never happened. I know, sorry, I'm, I'm shitting on the X-Men again. I know people <laughs> hey, it's that time of the week, everyone. It's that time of the week. Somebody who doesn't read X-Men anymore. <laughs> yeah. Uh, uh, also, Pun- uh, Punisher Born. It's yeah, not, or the um, current Punisher. Specifically mentioned that it's... I, I like the one in Bourne when kind of you don't know whether that's actually happened or that's Frank just thinking about it in his head that yeah. this is what's going to happen. Do you know what I mean? But I like the ambiguity. Well, the current Punisher is is basically a, a, a story about selling his soul to the devil, isn't it? Because yeah. he's, he's basically sold his, his soul to the, well, he sold himself to the hand, isn't he? So that he can bring his wife back. Yeah. And try and bring his kids back. And uh, I mean that's that again, isn't it? So they're, yeah. they're, and like you say, man, they're going to have to walk their way back from that at some point very soon. I think. Yeah. Mm. Yes. Yeah. 
uh, yeah, it's like Spider-Man bringing Uncle Ben back to life and stuff. And so, oh. <laughs> I wonder if it's just one of those boxes you can open during a Marvel summit or a DC summit. And we go, what are we going to? Oh, let's have someone yeah. sell their soul to a devil now. Let's do that. Yeah, you know, yeah, and done that yeah. for a few weeks. Yeah, do that again. Yeah, well, like yeah. Frank did it when we comes back as an angel, and uh, uh, yeah, some sentence is really good. I was like, I remember buying that issue, and it's like, I hate this. I hate it. So the first comic that came out from Marvel Knights, everyone forgets about it. Yeah. yeah. Everyone yeah. forgets about it. For good, shite. for good reason. Yeah. Yeah. And then Garth Ennis literally wrote it out of existence with one paragraph. <laughs> and, and, and a, yeah. One panel, <laughs> one paragraph. It's gone. Great. That's what you do, though. It's like, there it is, gone. Yeah. It's like, we don't need to worry about that anymore. It happened, and let's move on. <laughs> I was going to say, generally, these tales, they kind of go two ways for me. You either the person who finds the... Yeah, makes the deal kind of like and manage to wiggle their way out of it or find some way to make it work for them or they get absolutely fucked over and they lose everything i don't think we see too much of those stories in comics with the main protagonists for obvious reasons maybe you could say one more day spider-man still sort of suffering that but yeah do you know what i mean like I, it, I, it, it's... yeah a lot of these sort of deal with the devil's kind of th- uh thing they really just lose steam after the uh, after the initial concept or conceits, um, more so in modern con- like back in the day, in like the, the Bronze Age or Golden Age, you know, the Silver Age, it was like, all right, here here is the conceit that gives them powers. All of a sudden, you got hundred issues of this character just doing yeah. one one story comics. Yeah, yeah, wonderful. But when they're trying to build these bigger narratives out of them, these serialized narratives, they seem to struggle under the weight of it. You know, it was so much so that it's like, right, what can we add to it? You know, and a lot of the time you end up getting supporting characters introduced that just aren't very good a lot of the time. You know, okay. we talk about we talk about supporting casts for a lot of comics, don't we? Because that's usually yeah. that's usually a big strength for a long going mm. uh, series. But you know, are we talking about how good the supporting casts are for, like Ghost Rider, like the gallery of villains for Ghost Rider? And Tony, I'm I'm probably looking at you for this. You know, what are some of the big ones? How how many have you got? You know, well, you you haven't got many for Ghost Rider. You got like, is it the before you get into the super villain territory? Yeah, I think I think the thing with Ghost Rider, especially at the moment, and talk about when you talk about supporting cast, is because they're trying to arc it over a twelve issue story or more they're padding it with secondary characters. So it's almost a comic about the Ghost Rider, but also about these two agents who are chasing sure. and it seems yeah. to focus in on them almost as much. Yeah. You know? And I think where we'd have a villain of the week or something like that previously, uh, I'll just pull out my Ghost Rider issue 12. What is it? The Phantom Eagle flies again, so he gets attacked by a World War One fighter pilot in that one. You know, yes, it's... Yes. Um, That'll be done. That issue, wouldn't it? You know, you know, you'll have read that. That'll be done. That issue, mm. and then move on to something else. But this one, the villains and the supporting cast last. I think I'm reading S Force at the moment. The villain in that seems to be still going, and we're like thirty issues in. See, you know, see, like, see for me, like, and you know, I'm just synopsing, synopsizing off the top of my head here. You know, if you want to do that sort of thing, like a couple of people sort of following this. You, you stick to that format of like here's an issue, here's what happens with this demonic character and this carnage that's created and then it cuts to just say you've got your Fox and you've got your Mulder and Scully who are following this Yeah, that's exactly I mean? what they are yeah. you, you know, you, you could have that because then you can have your cake and eat it, can't you? You can have your big action and then two characters are like, what's going on? 
Yeah. Um, but I think with a lot of comics, they don't focus on the, the destruction. They're more focused on two people in a coffee shop talking about, well, this what's going on here? I mean, occasionally people don't know what to do with the central character, so they decide, oh, this is easy. If I can invent two characters and they can, you know, I can talk about, I can, in, you know, in basically interview them on a page. Yeah. Yeah. I don't have to yeah. deal with what's happening to Ghost Rider and fuck it up when everyone goes, no, Ghost Rider doesn't do that because in issue 34, yeah. in 1979, it was proved yeah. he couldn't do it, you know, because yeah. they haven't got the, they can't be bothered. Yeah. But that's, uh, I'm loath to bring up Nicolas Cage film, Ghost Rider, but it struggles when the Ghost Rider character's on screen because there's a, a, a flaming skull that can't really emote. It's got no right. real character to them. And the same comes through that, uh, the Spirit of Vengeance, Danny Ketch one. It's just, comes up with the odd line and then that's it. And the lines that, are usually that. the same sort of thing. I remember when yeah. Ghost Rider was in, I mean, I absolutely loved the, the miniseries, you know, the Fantastic Four when it's Ghost Rider, Hulk. Oh Spider, yeah, right, yeah. Yeah, 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 the Arthur Adams. They've one. gone back to that. Yeah, yeah, of course they have. It's basically uh, like the Terminator on a motorcycle. Yeah, he can't absolutely can't yeah. be stopped, can't be beaten. But in World War Hulk, he takes out the Hulk, doesn't he? Yeah. Yes. Yeah. Yeah. But like, what, what, what can you do with that character? All the kind of stuff has to be done when they're not the Ghost Rider. So it's a, yeah, it's a tricky one. I've got a couple more characters here. I thought we could go, go for it. it. Go go for it. it. So we've got um, Gravel. Do you remember him by Warren Ellis and Mike Wolfer? It was as if uh, it was what if Constantine was um, ex special forces. <laughs> no, really? I don't remember that. No. Actually, I do vaguely remember that. Yeah, it was like a, you know, Avatar had have Avatar gone yeah. now? I think they've gone, haven't they? I think so. But they had some really interesting stuff. Really, people, you know, they had like Moore and Ennis and Ellis and all these sort of people, Milligan playing in their sandpits, you know. But Gravel was basically. I kind of got the impression that Gravel was what Ellis would have done if he'd have been if he'd have been given Hellblazer and said, "Just do what you like." You know, there was a bit of that going on, but yeah. and it had a bit more of a sort of underground feel to it. Um, another one by Avatar that I was looking at earlier was Chronicles of Wormwood. Um, I don't know if you remember that. It's by Garth Ennis oh, and Jason yeah. Burroughs. That was yeah, the was, first first book of that's fantastic. Really good, yeah. Mm. And it's what if the Antichrist? So it's kind of plays on the opposite. Decides he actually quite likes mankind. Yeah. So he comes to okay. Earth. You know, he's born on Earth, and you know, obviously his destiny is to destroy Earth. But he kind of thinks I quite, actually quite like him. That decides to defend them, which was an interesting twist, I think. You know, did he have like a rabbit friend or something? Yeah, there was something a rabbit like that, that, like, um, that was intelligent, wasn't it? I can't remember what it was, but uh, yeah, it's also responsible. There's a fantastic bit of dialogue during a sex scene, and <laughs> I, 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 think he's, I think he's having sex with Joan of Arc. Yes, yes, that happens, <laughs> and uh, of course, they're, they're, saying some, they're talking dirty to each other during the act. But as he's saying, he says something, and then the, the narrative speech bubble that Garth Ennis loves to write, it's like, Jesus Christ, we don't have to talk some shit when we're having sex, don't we? Do you know what I mean? The, the realisation <laughs> of the nonsense he's talking at the moment. Yeah. Let's see the faces I make. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Lights are normally off. Yeah, on my own. Um, <laughs> the the other one was, um, I really, I'm really fond of this character, and he comes from the, um, the latter, eight, latter stages of Defenders comic, and it's Gargoyle. Not the gargoyles, that's different. Gargoyle. He was a World War One veteran and he was also a mayor of a town. And he, he became a gargoyle at the bidding of one of my name of one of my favourite villains, the six fingered hand. Do you remember that character? <laughs> no. No. But he's popular. What what they were fucking smoking in those last days of the new defenders, it's just incredible. It just went off on one. Of course you had the son of Satan in that as well, who's another great character. Hmm. Oh, I sent you a screenshot of earlier, didn't I? Yeah. Yeah. Um, but the extreme, ultimate, yeah, on, sorry. Satan, like he's walking around bare chested with a pentagram on his chest with horns and tail and stuff. <laughs> oh, just the son of Satan. Oh, fine, mm. okay. Yeah, fine. Oh, you got a pitchfork. 
That's fine. Yeah, it was it was that quote I said? Um, my demonological investigations he's been doing have led me to a dark and nebulous force that threatens to. And it leads to the next page. That's good, isn't it? That's a hell of a fucking word balloon, isn't it? <laughs> yeah. Um, and of course, the ultimate is for me. I don't know about you, think, but the the ultimate is Hellboy, isn't it? Yes. Yeah. Yeah. That's great. Yeah, yeah, it's a good, good shout. Yeah, Buck in the trend there, isn't he? Yeah, yeah. it's also the that's massive, a nice play on it. Yeah, the massive example of like, you know, who I was born as, you know, born to be is not necessarily who I am. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. It, you know, and that that's certainly what Wormwood follows the same sort of path. And there's lots of characters. Yeah, that's true. You know, that are very much sort of like, look, I know I'm supposed to end the earth, but I don't want to. It's as simple as that. You know, <laughs> I'm done. Um, but yeah, Hellboy's the classic one, and that, that we could have a. I, th- I think we should have an episode on Hellboy. Yeah, we yeah, should. I've yeah. just bought an omnibus yeah. and stuff, actually. Uh, well, here's, here's another. Can I, can I pose you this question that I was going to start with then? Though, sure, yeah, know. yeah. So, I, I was brought up um, um, severely atheist now, you know, strongly an atheistic person, but I was brought up in um, a strong Catholic environment, Catholic boarding school. So. And I think we, you, we're, we're happy to say that we're probably all from a, ca- a Christian background, the three of us, aren't we? Pretty you know, very and, general and, Christian background, yeah. Yeah, and we're in a country that is, you know, a generally described politically as a Christian country, you know, a yeah. lot of the stuff we see on television. And, you it's know, decreasing year on year. Rapidly. Yeah, there's a lot more yeah. atheists in the UK than anywhere else, I mean, they reckon, right, rightfully so. But do you, when we read this stuff, because of our background because of both the weight of knowledge, but also the impression it made on us when we were younger, do you think it has more of an effect on us than someone who might be, you know, pick a random religion from elsewhere in the world that doesn't have this sort of satanic imagery, you know? I, I understand. I, I think if we went the world over, you'd find similar tales of like, of people selling their souls for, yeah. for that to, to for whatever. But do you think there's a country where every think- people were brought up atheist or something, you know? Mm. Yeah. Do you think they would have it would do you think it would be as interesting is what I suppose I'm thinking. I, th- I think the narratives of, of darkness is, are interesting anyway, I think. Yeah. Um well, this kind of brings around to that kind of the, the big question that I kind of the more kind of philosophical uh, aspect of it is that at the core of these stories, it's about sacrificing something to attain something you want, but taken to the extreme. Yeah. So everyone can understand that kind of idea of sacrificing something to get something you want. But yeah, we've all, I know, sacrificed certain elements of our family life to get yeah, work. Yeah, you have to we've sacrifice, sacrifice you know, yeah. hard work yeah, yeah. harder. You got, to, I've got to sacrifice time and effort to go down the gym to get fit. Yeah. You got to make your sacrifices. And, yeah, uh, it's just like when you gave up porn. Yeah, uh, yeah. when, if <laughs> when you will <laughs> stop performing in it anyway. Yeah, yeah. but do you know what I mean? Like, kind of, I think everyone can kind of like. Uh, get on board with this and sort of say, well, yeah, like you, you, there's certain things you have to give up to kind of achieve stuff you want. But when it's that ultimate, you'd fucking sell your mum down the river for something. It it becomes like an interesting concept of how how far will you go? Yeah. It's interesting. It's interesting. That's one of, um, you know, the the sort of anti-theist theories is I act as a good person, not because I think there's a sort of, a cosmic overlord watching me who will punish me if I don't do yeah. the right thing. You know, we we actually act and do the thing right because we believe it to be the right thing in the time and at the moment, you know, yeah. generally sort of thing. And but, it's, it, I always find it, like, fascinating. Like, one of my friends who, who's a writer, very much an atheist, very much. Yeah. But he's always fascinated by, 
you know, these deals with devil's characters, you know, the, the mm. you know, hell and... We can suspend our disbelief. Yeah, exactly. Because yeah, totally. uh, uh, it's narrative. It's a morality play at the end yeah. of things. Yeah, it's essentially what it is. It's a morality play. I, I think, um, speaking about what you're saying, you brought up as well, Tony, the fact that, like, you know, Catholic and Christian and a lot of these characters that we're talking about here are do come from that sort of view. Yeah, they do, don't they? So yeah, one thing that we probably, well, well, we don't see enough of, or, I, you know, would be very interesting to see more of, is hell from other countries. Do you know what I mean? Would, you know, would it engage you as much? That's what I'm interested in thinking. You know, you know there's like... You yeah, know, because you haven't got the... You, the I, th- I, think it's quite, I think it's... Way, yeah, I think it's very much about... You have to open your mind and broaden, like, what you're reading, because we're going to bring it... I'm going to bring it up again. Manga, for instance, there's a lot mm. of... Uh, Chainsaw demons Man. in that, yeah. Chainsaw yeah. Man's demons, demons, demons. It's not demons in the conventional way that a lot of the people, you know, if you're reading Ghost Rider and things like that, the manga comics and like you know all of those books, the demons are very much different kind of representation. I mean, does it hit you as, yeah. a, as an, in, an inquiring, inquisitive mind, or does it hit you on more of a gut level when a character in a, a, a comic says you're going to hell for that? You know, because it. It almost hits me in, you know, I know there's no such place as hell, but it almost hits me in the guts. And I think, oh, God, I remember when I was a kid and I used to think, you know. Oh, okay. You know, I, you know, I think it doesn't have that effect on yeah, I think because of what it is, um, you know, the good, the bad, heaven, hell. Such, well, depends on execution as well. Such obviously. a yeah. broad yeah. term yeah. that if you just say to someone, you're going to hell, hell is viewed differently throughout the world. Never I mean, I don't know. Do Buddhists have hell? Because. Don't just, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. but yeah. But I think you've got a bit more to yeah. the, the but, weight of the religion. I'm interested in finding out about it. But, but it. Certainly, certainly, it's such a broad term that all you have to do is say that, and worldwide, it's understood. Do you know what I mean? Like, so yes, like, it is. Yes, yeah, yeah. It's, yeah. yeah. It's, a, it's a shortcut for a lot of things. Yeah, it? yeah. You know yeah. exactly where you're going with it. And but, I, I think that's why sometimes a lot of these books they skirt around the real details of hell because you give away too much of hell and you know yeah, all, all of that, show. You, sh- you show too much yeah. and people just immediately think oh that's not how i see hell yeah, yeah. i mean we we yeah. play on it in the tommy hercules because we have the 42nd level of hell which is run yeah. by jeremy and um <laughs> if you used to listen to baboonsville we used to say all hell jeremy at the start of every episode to pretend <laughs> that we were sort of the the, the version of satan it's just to sort yeah. of take the piss out of people who actually fucking do act like that but the the 42nd of hell, which is obviously if you reverse that at level 42, which uh, <laughs> if I have to listen to them in a car, I find that to be a hellish experience anyway. But that character is... Oh, come on, that's a tune. Slap that bass. But the it's it's almost a satire as well because it's it's such an iconic trope in our brains, isn't it? A hell character who runs hell who's a bit of a fucking doofus. We play on that as well because it's a shortcut in our Christian... It's, you know, for one of a better word, Christian background, I suppose. Yeah. Yeah. But when I would read something by Shigeru Mizuki, who's talking about, you know, the yokai of, you know, northern Japan or something, mm. I'm like, fuck me, they look fucking mental. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh my <laughs> god, this is really yeah. interesting. Fucking those those like poor villagers must be shitting their pants over that demon mm. who, you know, eats their pants at night or something. But the yeah, it's 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 a different emotional response, I'm gonna say. Yeah. I think okay. as well, yeah. certainly um shine the light on the sort of more ind- independent and small press scene and certainly th- this sort of genre is a is a fascinating and obviously popular genre for a lot of uh, especially stateside i would imagine that you know i've seen quite yeah. a few sketches and comics one thing that always gets me though is sometimes 
<laughs> demon design Con conceptually the demons end up just looking the same or you can tell yeah. they designed the head and the body's just generic could just yeah. be generic um you know i appreciate like, uh, when they've I always got horns horns in no legend yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah horns exactly. no eyelids and no lips yeah that's generally yeah. Yeah, they, yeah, yeah 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 or they'll look like another colored version of like you say tony the blue devil they'll look like that yeah. and they'll have like horn feet and that'll be it do you know what i mean but they'll still it'll still be pretty generic yeah um that will always switch me off as soon as i'm like oh right all the demons just all yeah. the same you know it's just whatever I said, yeah it's a, it's a it's a ripe land for cliches isn't it yeah yeah it is, yeah yeah i think that's the kind of stuff i get tired of seeing it's like oh, okay there's a fucking guy sitting there all red skin holding a pitchfork is it surrounded by fire on a throne yeah. here we go again yeah one of the flits talking about manga uh this is the comic that i've seen that maybe does the reverse of this that's berserk where the the main character isn't the one that makes the the, the pact it's someone close to him and he's affected by it. So in that they have these behelots, which is these little kind of weird face like amulets uh, and to, to become like an apostle of one of the, the God hand, which are like the demons, you've got to sacrifice the thing that most matters to you. You love the most to become an apostle. And uh, right. that's how you gain like these demonic powers, whatever and guts, the main character, he he's one of the ones that gets sacrificed. So someone else, does the bargain but he essentially has to pay the price and it's the, the kind of the, the opposite angle of him like you fucking bastard you've done this to me and yeah him setting out to get to to make it right as it were yeah it becomes more of a revenge tale then yeah kind of thing, isn't it? but then again a lot of the ones where you kind of you're taking the these packs there is a lot of revenge aspect and that's another topic where i think the world over who wouldn't be on board who's not on board with exactly a good revenge story and that when you boil it down to the whole thing has to work because it's it's all around a like just a basic conceit like what is an emotion that's so strong that it will stop you from thinking for a second and going right, yeah. on this isn't a very good idea because let's face it all of these terrible ideas they're terrible ideas. We may like the heroes, but this is awful. You do this, it's not good. <laughs> These heroes yeah. that we love reading about, it's terrible. What? What's happening? Yeah, I mean, I don't, I don't mind watching a hero kill. I, it doesn't stop being a hero yeah. if it kill anyone for me, you know. But you, you're, you're right. You'll, you'll always get this sort of story. Like, you know, John Smith has been sentenced to walk the earth and kill the thousand demons that escaped the devil, yeah. so he can reclaim his soul. Yeah. You know, literally that that must have been written. Man, I've times fucking read that so many times. Yeah, yeah the past yeah. couple of years in yeah. small press comics, like, all oh, these demons have escaped from hell. You've got to go back. And you, yeah. yeah, but you you also have the the conceit of like you got to think of the trick, the lies, the way that these people have been mm. deceived into it because it's rarely a. Yeah, if you sign this, do this, and you'll you'll get off scot free. That has never been simple. That no, none of those contracts have ever not had. A yeah, the conceit pulse. is: why are you trusting the biggest liar in the history of the yeah. Prince of Lies? Yeah. 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 yeah, yeah. I think does that happen with Johnny Blaze? Like he does that for his dad or something, and then his dad dies. I can't remember actually. If his yeah. dad dies immediately the next day, yeah, yeah. <laughs> for an accident. Yeah. Which is what, like you know, Spawn piggybacked off. It was like, oh right, you're brought back to life. Oh yeah, but it's still your original body, so you're you're a rotting zombie. Yeah, yeah. well done, son. Um, <laughs> what must it like be like in his pants? <laughs> just an bit laking off all the time. Just, just, just an, probably looks like an absolute clown. 
<laughs> anyway, I, I found a, a couple of uh, fun little lists, and I want to see if, oh, okay. you, if you guys, uh, and when I say lists, they're normally ge- generic, <laughs> you know, real basic bitch lists. Uh, <laughs> uh, I, ten most powerful comic book heroes with demonic origins. Oh, interesting. Right. Yeah. Okay. There was two separate articles. One of, one of them was that, and the next one was the ten best demons in comics. Okay. Right. Which I thought me a think of 10. But Go this on. is 10 most powerful comic book heroes with demonic origins. I'm going to run through them. Let me know if you agree with their placing. Okay. 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 And yep. also, like, to start us off, um, I'm not, some of them are a little, I say it obscure to some people. Number 10 is Kid Devil. Do you know this What's one? What's that? Teen Titans no. character. D, uh, it's started off as a sidekick for um, the Blue Devil. I, I oh think. right, yeah, yeah, yeah. Wasn't he in the Teen Titans or something? Yeah, yes, yes. And uh, he met Blue Devil. Okay. Essentially, he's a sidekick. He's a devil sidekick. So that's, that's a bit 10. niche, isn't it? Yeah. Number nine was Spawn. Okay. Right. Number Spawn's pretty fucking powerful. <laughs> yeah. Is this is this like most well thought of, or is this yeah, most this, powerful? What is this? This is ten most powerful. Most powerful. All oh, yeah. right. So it's a. All right. Okay. Yeah. Fuck okay. me. You have to go. Spawn's pretty fucking powerful. Okay. Okay. Right. Okay. okay. Uh, so Spawn is nine. Eight is Blue Devil. Right. Seven. I'm not sure if I agree with that, but yeah. Satana. Okay. Yeah, um, which I, think I don't know if she's more powerful than. Yeah, she's the daughter of Satan. We did, we, we mentioned her briefly. Just quite sexy though. Yeah. That's pretty. Up, that's up there. Yeah. Um, if you met a girl and said, "I'm the daughter of Satan, but I have sex with you now," would you have sex with her? Let's go. Let's go. If you weren't married or anything, obviously. You know. Yeah. <laughs> Dan yeah. immediately. Let's go. Let's go. Let's go. Yeah. If you weren't married. Oh yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah that's what I thought you meant. That's what I thought you meant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> I, I, that's what, I knew you were going to ask it. That's why I answered. Was it? you could leave you a. You can leave your wife or b a. Uh, six Etrigan the the demon yeah I like number six Um, number five Johnny Blaze okay number four Hellboy right I don't know if I'd put Hellboy more powerful than Spawn or Johnny Blaze no same yeah number three Robbie Ray's or Reese, yeah. Reese. Oh, I can't. Yeah, I don't know. He's in the Avengers. Yeah, yeah. They they say here he's so powerful he managed to take control of a celestial to battle an incoming invasion of Earth, joining the Avengers. Yeah, that's true. That's You're, pretty powerful. Number two, Damon Hellstrom. Right. It depends how who's writing, really. You know, yeah. sometimes he just hits people with his fucking fork. And also, yeah. why is he more powerful than Satan? Because in their brother and sister. That's true. Good point. That's sexist, isn't it? Sexist bastards. Is uh, Satana Marvel or DC? They're both. Uh, both of them. Are, oh, uh, Marvel. Sat- no, yeah, Satan. Oh, yeah. They're both. They're both Marvel. Yeah, yeah. Number one. Who do you think number one is for the most powerful? This is going ludicrous. <laughs> is it going to be a hero? Is it just most character? powerful comic book hero with demonic oh. origins? Oh. Okay. Interesting. A clue is they. Um, Member of a team uh, in a classic team book. You're not fucking not Raven. Got it in one. Really? That's number one. <laughs> He's always fainting and stuff. That's not, I disagree. <laughs> you don't know Dad Trigon. Is that yeah. right? Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. But Trigon does seek to dominate all worlds, as it says here. Yeah, he's not a hero, is he? Yeah. yeah. 
but like yeah i i yeah got some issues with that that mm-hmm. ranking right yeah. there yeah uh, fair play fair yeah. enough that I guess one, like Tony says up to the writer it's all kind of subjective that one yeah. was from CBR.com and normally they're oh, listed that's a lot of old yeah this other one is from DailySuperheroes.com this is from 2017 Ooh. this is the 10 best demons in comics okay <laughs> like I say 2017 so there'll probably yeah. be uh, can I need name three yeah and of course this is this is predominantly US based I would imagine okay. I think this is a US website because there'll probably be lots of people saying something from 2018 or something. Yeah. Like right. Number 10 is Blue Devil. Yeah. Okay. Like Blue Devil. Number nine is Baytor. From oh, Hit- yeah. From Hitman. Yeah. Yeah, that's a good name, isn't it? Baytor. Yeah. Baytor. Yeah. Yeah. It must be fun when they were young, when they were a kid and they were they were master. Young master. Um, yeah. I think that, I think it's, um, that's the, that's the Garth Ennis joke, isn't it? Yeah. 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 Totally. It, yeah. yeah. Um, number eight. Dark Devil. From What's Dark Devil from? I've never heard of that. Spider Girl. Uh, okay. I didn't read all okay. the Spider Girl, so I don't know. Yeah. Okay. Um, he was a son of the Spider-Man clone, Ben Riley, the Scarlet Spider, blah, 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 blah. Anyway, uh, number one. seven. Number seven. Number seven's Demo Goblin. Yeah. From Spider-Man. Oh, right, okay, remember Spider-Man. that? That was the name, oh, yeah. isn't it? Yeah. 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 Okay. Number six. Serta from Thor. Yeah, that's a good one. So okay. he's massive, yeah. isn't he? He's yeah. in one of the movies, isn't he? Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a good one. Number five is Neron from Underworld, oh, yeah. no, okay. Underworld Unleashed. DC, yeah, DC Comics. Yeah. Okay. Uh, number four, Dormammu. Best name ever, but you know. <laughs> he's cool looking. I like Dormammu. Yeah. 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 Is, he, is he a demon? He is a demon, isn't he? Is I suppose so, isn't he? Is yeah. he? Yeah, I guess so. He's one of the yeah. classic, classic. Yeah, the Dicko, Dicko Venom, probably. Yeah, I, I think so. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, number three, they put them all as one, which I think is the right way to do it. The Ghost Riders. Okay, I think okay, that's yeah, the best fine. way to do it. Yeah. I don't think. You well, there's more, it. isn't there? There's the original yeah. one who was on a horse yeah. as well, isn't there? Yeah, yeah. got a few. Yeah. yeah. Um, two Etrigan was obviously okay. number, number two, and number one was Hellboy. Okay. Um, this of course, a, how is this, this ranked? It's not this powers. was the ten best demons. That was oh, okay. okay. I, that's I, cool. I, yeah, so I yeah, think I think that's a fair enough list. Yeah, yeah. Hellboy's an interesting character to read. I think, and he remains yeah. an interesting character because he's like Ben Grimm to me. He's, he's mm, he, he, is, he looks yeah. bestial, but he's got a real humanity to him. He's that sort of lovable yeah. slugger kind of. Yeah. Yeah, 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 I think yeah. so. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I need, I need cool. to read some of those original classics as well. You know, like Con- is it Conqueror of Worm? That's one of the. I think. Comixology, don't spit. Comixology has got a um, Hellboy sale on them. Ah, fantastic. Yeah. Okay, yeah, we'll have to pencil yeah. that in because Hellboy, because certainly I know, I mean, if we were to do a show, surely we stick just to Hellboy. We could do BPRD, but I think, you know, let's. let's oh, focus. it plays into it. I mean, yeah. the, the young Hellboy, is it 1945, 1946, 1947, is, is with the BPRD, the early days. Right. Of it. You know, it is part and part of it. You know, and it, it's a massive universe now. Yeah. yeah. Um, so go give the devil his due. Yeah, there's some great, there's some great runs here, man. Plague of Frogs, that sort of thing. Yeah. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, but certainly those were those were less. I mean, that was a lesson in 2017. I know. Um, the but the devil has always been popular, and the devil's heroes has, has always been popular. Um, certainly, I wouldn't be surprised over the next ten years. We'll we'll get a couple more. It's interesting, you know. A lot of those. Um, Titles are certainly nothing in the past five, ten years. I want to say they sort of um, 
hasn't been yeah. such a popular trope recently. Is that is that fair to say? Comics has been stagnant for twenty years, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. I said we had that the small press one, the Ed Gein one, Demon Hunter. That was the same trope. It was quite, oh, quite yeah, well done. I quite enjoyed that. Yeah. What I was told. Uh, again, that's using a, a, a well-worn trope and and just doing something. Yeah, I mean, horror's horror's very small press friendly, isn't it? Anyway, yeah. and you're never yeah. typically going to get a demon story amongst it a lot of the time. Mm. I think. Yeah. 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 Anything else from the Twitter, Dan? Or no, it was relatively quiet from the the Twitter art. Maybe reflecting what the the point that Vince has made. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe. Yeah. Wait. Talk about yourselves. I'm just giving it a quick look. Again. Okay. I'm gonna now. We've got uh, yeah, not not many responses on that one. But, I mean, uh, if okay. you go, if you go to our uh, our Twitter account at the Awesome Pod, and look at some of our tweets, there's some uh, been some wonderful links for some of the creators who got in, got involved in and of course. some links to their their creators. Because as I said, indie indie creators are all they love a demon or two. Yeah, I forgot we did two tweets on this, and I was only looking at one. Yeah, that was uh, rather but, foolish. But once that one. <laughs> Never, Dan. Never. Uh, but another shout out to Matt Strott, whose uh, one-page comic was before he was the <laughs> Prince of Darkness. Satan was merely a, the Duke of dimly lit areas. Yeah. Um, in a real far side cartoon that made me chuckle quite a lot. Yeah. Um, but yeah. Uh, but are there any sort of demonic entities? Are there any devils out there that you know, or upcoming stories? Or perhaps there's. Is there a great, a truly great story? Like one and done story like this that that we don't know about, because I do like this trope. I, I, I but oh, same, I, yeah, yeah. I've got, I've I got do like this trope, but I think I'll always be drawn. It back plays to into the Ghost sort Rider. of tortured, tortured loner thing, which I like mm. as a story. Yeah. Thing, yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But where? But how far is the longevity of it? Do you know what I mean? I mean, I know they they really. I mean, Ghost Rider can only be Ghost Rider for so long before they all of a sudden there's a new Ghost Rider. Do you know what I mean? Johnny Blaze has fucking done all right of it. Yeah, I like yeah. if. To be fair, because I'm a Johnny Blaze boy, mm. if it's not Johnny Blaze, I'm like not as interested. Okay. See, for me, yeah. it, was, it was the I I came into it in the Danny Ketch era era uh, era, and so like Night Stalker John, was Johnny Johnny, Johnny Blaze, Blaze had a shotgun that fired yeah fired, that that. Yeah, yeah yeah so Johnny Blaze was teaming up with Ghost Rider quite a lot, wasn't he? So that was that yes. was cool. Yeah. Isn't there different versions of Ghost Rider? It's not just one Spirit of Vengeance. There's more than one. Am I right in thinking that? Because you had the Cosmic Ghost Rider knocking about, and I don't think that's uh, the same. Yeah, ones. there's there's a new one that looks like it's like a, it's got its heads made. It's like an engine block at the moment. It's coming oh, into okay. the story. It looks pretty cool. Uh, what was the, yeah. the sort of bad one? It had like a kind of a black skull. Oh, um, oh, I can't remember now. Yeah, I know the one you mean. It's like a 90s one. Yeah. Yes. Yeah, but, yeah. And you had t- Ghost Rider 2099 as well. Yeah. Don't but of course. That. God, yeah. But of that. course, it is a concept. It's, a, it's an eternally popular concept. But let me... Po- say this to you much like we're tired of the Deadpools, the Wolverines the, the now Venoms know. is Ghost Rider the next one? I don't think so because it's not everywhere uh, still I mean the Avengers is a mess and, uh, it's, it's pretty unreadable I think they're going to restart and do soon, you think a Ghost it... Rider um, character should be funny if I remember correctly wasn't no. the, cos- the Cosmic Ghost Rider was quite funny wasn't it Frank yeah, Castle it was. or something like that yeah, that's played for laughs to a certain extent. Okay. But the um, no, it should be their horror book. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's what I think. Yeah, it's yeah. perfectly it's perfectly made for that. It doesn't play into being a funny thing. Uh, I'm absolutely. I'm. I, I read a couple of X Men books, and every time fucking Deadpool turns up in them, it makes me fucking oh, sick. Mate. Yeah. 
Yeah. And he goes on about, oh, you can't say this because it's a PG-rated comic. Fuck off. Yeah. yeah. For, yeah. It's like Lee, Lee random humour. Yeah. Yeah. it's like, so easy Twitter. Yeah. it's so easy for us to sort of like you know couch quarterback or you know, backseat driver sort of like this is what I'd do with it but, you know because every comic book fan does it but this is what I'd do with it. <laughs> um, it's almost like Ghost Rider should be treated as an entity that is a real force of nature that is a real yeah. this is super powerful so much so that if they turn up in a comic with Doctor Strange Doctor Strange is like don't mess oh, with fuck. them don't mess yeah. with them. I'll talk to them because I'm the only one who can. You know, even Doctor Strange would be like, "Everyone, just back off," because you yeah. can't deal with this. Yeah. Um, but as I mean, it the, is, the... Ghost Rider will probably just uh, he'll pop to the shops and have an ice cream whilst uh, posting a selfie on Twitter. Oh, God. <laughs> but the um, don't forget he was in the Champions. Do you remember the original Champion series? Ghost Rider was in that. Um, it didn't really work very well. No. It was like Iceman, Angel, Ghost Rider, used, Hercules, they, and Black they just, yeah, yeah, they just put people together in a team, didn't they? They were like, who right, who's not in a book or something? That <laughs> was literally it. Yeah, the I mean, it had a couple of nice John Byrne issues, but um, yeah. Uh, yeah. Yeah. It's like the lineup to the Defenders changed shitloads over the years. Well, most, team, <laughs> most teams have changed over the years, apart from the Avengers who collected here, who just collected everyone's like fucking Pokemon. Yeah. yeah. They do at the moment. Yeah. <laughs> but, I do uh, like that on, great cover in Avengers, you know, when they're all at. There's loads. It might be a George Perez one, but they're all standing around a table. Yeah, and there's that guy um, saying, "Look, seventy you're gonna... one of, I had that poster on my wall as a kid. So like seventy you're going to stay. Yeah. The rest of you got fuck off. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> I'm going to get dull. Slightly <laughs> off from the demonic uh, talk. I just need to ask this question: Has anyone from the Avengers had their Avenger card revoked? Yes. Yeah. As it yeah, they, they've thrown a couple out. Yeah, 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 yeah. That's what happened during that issue because they got the Falcon in. It was kind of like a weird issue, wasn't it? Because who's that guy wears the glasses who's always fucking about? Wonder Man. <laughs> He's like their government agent. I can't remember his name now. Oh. He comes in and says, right, you got to get rid of these people because we need we need to have more women on the team. You know, we need to have a black person on the team. He did all that and he got rid of a couple of people and old uh, Hawkeye kicked off a bit. Yeah, it was like that. I would expect yeah. Clint to do that. Yeah, yeah, exactly. <laughs> yeah. It's just written yeah. in character. Yeah, that's when the uh, Falcon started on the team. I think I'm going to say it's a burn cover. That I can't remember now. I'm, I'm blanking through my. I remember uh, Rage got the elbow in New Warriors because he had a, an Avengers membership, and uh, he, right, they, okay, he, they broke in and nicked the Quinjet, and they were like, "Right, you're out." <laughs> Just fair enough. Yeah, <laughs> he broke yeah. in and nicked the company you, car. Yeah, you can't. You can't shit where you eat, can you? Do you know what I mean? No. I think the Swordsman got thrown out as well, didn't he? Is that right? Not that's not a nickname for my private life, by the way. Just so clear. <laughs> yeah, I think you did. Yeah, yeah, you for a number. Was that was that before the West Coast? Was he? Was he? Was that before West? No, that was around the Mantis. The, that, the Mantis stuff, wasn't it? It was around that time. He was always a bit of a villain. Was, was she helped yeah. kick down the Dan Slot run, or was she just had to move out of the Avengers Tower? Mm, can't remember. Can remember they sort of re- revoke like, well, we're not paying for you anymore. You've got to kind of make it on your own. So I'm not sure. Oh, she, that's right. She was kicked out, or just like you can't live here anymore. I can't remember. Tigra, she was allowed to live in the in the Avengers Mansion, wasn't she? But she wasn't part of the Avengers at one point. Mind you, if I, if there was a sexy, virtually naked cat lady wandering around yeah. the house, I'd probably let her stay there as well. To be yeah. fair, do you know what I mean? And what a way uh, of the conversation. Um, Good. Anyone got any shout outs? Might be hard to swing that last <laughs> cat, that one. Yeah, but yeah. I can see Tony Stark absolutely like, yeah, it's fine. Yeah, yeah get over it. <laughs> um, but no, um, Hell's Heroes will always be fascinating. And if you if you know of any that deserve more love than the ones, because as always with certain topics, certain certain characters get the light shone on them more than others. 
Um, but it's a massive one. There's, there's a lot yeah. of characters. I couldn't. Yeah, fucking... so many. Yeah. Yeah. We'll, so we'll many. have missed a load. Yeah. yeah, and I yeah. think for the most part, we can agree that the heroes are infinitely more interesting than their villains. Wouldn't you agree? Who sell their soul? <laughs> Wasn't there the story in DC where like they sell their soul to Neron for like a massive power upgrade, and they they that was an event comic. Right. Series. Okay. Probably. Yeah. A couple of years ago, that. Uh, but yeah, like I, I agree, the, the kind of whole good guy selling his soul to do the right thing or or making a Faustian pact. Uh, generally, I quite like it and like the idea of it. Yeah, yeah. I think wasn't there a story where the Joker sold his soul to the devil for a packet of cigars? <laughs> he thought he's got no fucking use to it anyway. I was thinking. Uh, yeah. God. That sounds yeah. Yeah. The epic random. The epically random. You know. <laughs> <laughs> Um, lols lols yeah, ruffle <laughs> and <laughs> uh, we hope you enjoyed that folks um, and there's going to be plenty more topics like that so if if certainly if there's any topics like that or part of comics you want us to discuss we are more than willing to do it because sometimes yes. we have no notes and we just fucking go for it because we've all read these sort of comics so let's go um, but before we get on some recommendations, etc., do we have any shout outs this week, James? I've got one, but it's going to become as part of one of my recommends, so I'm going to leave it till then. Oh, look um, at you. Yeah. No, I haven't got any otherwise. Oh. <laughs> Dan. Uh, I have three, which I'm just loading up now because I wasn't prepared. Oh. Uh, that, is, that is unlike you, Dan. Yes, very unlike yeah. me. Uh, Bolt 01, a tribute to Dave Evans. He's got another six days to go. Smash for his target. Uh, that's if you want to back that, and uh, that's ready to go now. We've got uh, Reynard City Chronicles, which launches relatively soon. I've got, I've got a launch date, but that's issue six to nine of the then the finale of the series. You can go check that one out. So Reynard City Chronicles, the final story arc, and we've got uh, it's my weekly Lawless shout out for Lawless Comic Con on twenty seventh, twenty eighth of May, twenty twenty three, uh, by the Double Tree by Hilton in Bristol. Uh, when Sue was on the show, she said, if you want to submit. Uh, prizes for their tombola you can send a uh, message them on twitter and there you can send it in it might be a good way to get your comic into the hands of people who want to read it uh yeah that's the, or have you got doubles of anything or anything like exactly. that exactly yeah idea. send yeah. it in uh all good stuff so that's lawless on the 27th 28th of may 2023 the double tree by hilton of bristol oh, and that's oh, me on the shout out you put some real stank on that one didn't you yeah <laughs> 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 anyway, and go on. On to the recommends. Oh, I thought I thought you had yeah. another, I thought you had another shout out there, Dan. You love no, 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 no. You just, just... Nah, I'm not going to shout. Out. I, I was talking about one just before we came on the show, and I've I've uh, taken it out to the woods and shot it in the back of the head. <laughs> <laughs> what? <laughs> that recommend it and coming back. <laughs> oh dear. Anyway, I made my own Faustian pact, and I was like, "No, never. You're never going to get it out of me." <laughs> I made one. I made one about Jane McDonald, but it never came true. So I don't believe it's true anymore. Well, still a few, a little bit of time to come and collect. If you believe that. enough, if you believe. Yeah. Do you believe, what? Tony? Nah. Nah. Oh. <laughs> well, Only when she she's passed on, then her zombified corpse will come traipsing over the, the land. Ghost sex. <laughs> sex with a ghost. Oh That's my right. god. Oh, well, no, right. the, way, the way Dan said it is with the zombie. Monstrous. Yeah. Oh no. Oh, um, no. Yeah, maybe. How, how long has she been dead? It depends. If she's like doing filming Jane McDonald's cruising, 
that could be on the other side of the world. That might be a problem. But if she's like just down the road from yeah. Sega ITV, you get to it quick right. or something. You get to it yeah. quick, you'll be right. Yeah. yeah. So, Jane, if you listen to this, this is kind of. Yeah, we will have sex with you when you die. Yeah, don't don't, don't worry. <laughs> if you're dead, they'll still have. <laughs> they'll still have Fucking Dep- hell! Depending. <laughs> what is happening? It's you, nine o'clock. You Literally start this. You, you brought brought this on yourself, Tony. When you signed the contract, you made the deal. <laughs> I signed the contract that her and me could go out dancing. Yeah. And Dan turns it into having sex with a ghost. <laughs> The corpse. Dan turns everything. You clarify it, Dan. No, yeah. with the corpse. Don't, don't <laughs> malign me. I don't believe in yeah. ghosts. Just super, not supernatural, just a dead body. <laughs> <laughs> oh, God. Even Marin Tony. <laughs> oh, no, it's the air escapes. <laughs> out the back <laughs> door. <laughs> Why is it saying Tony out there? Says it a lot, doesn't it? That's the noise uh, it makes. Yeah. No, it doesn't. <laughs> you never fired and it said my name. No. <laughs> Funny enough. <laughs> no. Sometimes it <laughs> says Ralph. But you think Ralph. <laughs> That's when you're in the bath. Yeah. <laughs> Ralph. <laughs> right. We're going way off the rails now. <laughs> Even I remember the first off. time I got orally pleasured by a lady I blew off and I, after that I had to tell her it was because I was enjoying it so much and I was so she relaxed I was so good in her company so I'd sort of push one out each time for a while oh mate oh. that is a dangerous game <laughs> yeah. also bollocks I made that out it doesn't matter doesn't matter whatever we say on this show people think we're actually like this <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. They made me do it. <laughs> Should we do the recommends? Yes, yeah. the recommends. What would you like on. to recommend? Probably not listen to another episode of the show. <laughs> <laughs> right, I'm going to have to switch I... to my second one first. Uh, yeah. Okay. Yeah. Do you want to get? Yeah. Have you got two? I have, yeah, I have, yeah. You go first, mate. Okay, so my first one is Atu, the collected volumes uh, by Sam Glansman, published and collected in a black and white format by Dover Publications. It's got a forward by Jeff Lemire, and it's got an introduction by Timothy Truman, and it's got an essay as an afterward by Steve Bissett, which um, reconstructs the story. Um, What happened was I was very impressed by um, The Lonely War of Willie Shorts, as I I told you last week, or the war book I described. Yeah. Um, But I thought I'd have a little more, a little bit more of an investigation into into glansman's work he he passed away he said he, he he was born in 1924 died in 2017 and i probably knew him for his work on hercules um from charlton but he was probably best known and this is why i, I need to get more into him for his war books so he did our army at war our fighting forces and joe kiebert presents um so he's known and and obviously um willie schultz as well so he's obviously known more for his war stuff and this one had popped up you know the algorithm on Amazon, it, it just traps you, doesn't it, into a buying frenzy. Um, yeah. So it popped up a couple of times in my recommendations over the last few months because um, I waited quite a while from Willie Shorts to arrive. Um, he's one of those old timers, let's call him old timer because that's what he is, who will have been places that you will have gone, oh, right, I must have seen him there. And one of the ones I realized I must have seen him was he inked over Tim Truman's pencils and Tim Truman's Jonah Hex series back in the, I think, 90s. Um, the forward by Jeff, Jeff Lemire is great because it says, Lemire describes Atu as just about the greatest comic I've ever read. There you go. That's nice, isn't it? That is, yeah, that's a nice report. Yeah. <coughs> it was obviously, it was first published as part of Tim Truman's and Chuck Dixon's. They had like um, a publishing um, operation going called Four Winds back in the um, the rise of 
um, underground, you know, rise of black and white comics and stuff. And they published the first two volumes. Volume one is called the the Forbidden Cave. Um, no, that's not that sort of thing. Volume two is a <laughs> Dur Duranella, and the volume three, the first time it's ever seen print, is in this volume, which is really nice. So, what is it about? Um, I'm going to read what Lemire writes because he says it so well. He says a groundbreaking creator-owned comic about the expansion of one man's consciousness and mankind's first encounters with other civilizations. What it is about, he goes on to say, about a caveman who travels to an alien planet and does a lot of really, really cool stuff. There you go. That's, if that's not going to silly, I don't know what it is. No, yeah, yeah. Yeah. you got, you got to love Lemire's writing in this because his introduction is just pure enthusiasm, which I love. Mm. So um, it's just plain fun. It gets, it does veer on the fucking what are they smoking area comics. But I think by at this point, um, the creator, uh, Glamsman, was, was an older do dude. So I don't think he was like dipping into the mushroom pot or anything like this at the time. But volume one has our two. Um, he's a, he's a, he's a, he's a, um, a non verbal caveman. Um, he, and he fights um, other humanoid tribes, you know, of different kind of versions of cavemen. And he fights a master of combat he meets in a cave, dinosaurs, and it, but he does discover a time machine in a cave that he sort of fucks around with and ends up jumping backwards and forwards in time. In. But like a comic like Joe Kubert's tour, it's um, he's it's it's very sort of cave. Um, is it cave of the? Was it Clan of the Cave Bear? Do you remember those sort of films? Oh, God, million yeah. years, million years BC, that sort of yeah. thing, where they don't say anything; they just sort of grunt and groan yeah. down at each other. You know, it's a bit like that. <coughs> In volume two, Atu meets a sexy space lady who um, puts a doohickey on his head, allowing him to talk and communicate with her. Um, and this is very much in keeping with. I remember as a kid, used to get all those books that you know, cavemen met, met spacemen. You know, all these sort of weird you know chariots of the gods kind of books going around and this kind of plays into that how the first you know the reason that society grew and man discovered fire or discovered you know how to make a wheel or something was you know in meeting an extraterrestrial or a ufo landed and there was some kind of contact and you you see on a lot of the sort of sci-fi pulp covers and even some of the comics of the time um but it goes on, the second volume goes on to have very much a sort of caveman meets Bar Barbarella meets Buck Rogers kind of vibe to it. Um, some really excellent spaceship designs. They they land in these sort of helicopter pod things that look just gorgeous. Um, real, he has some real sort of freaky, hallucinatory, precognitive dream experiences in it. And they begin to expand the world by doing little profiles of the characters that come from each of the world, like such and Lord such and such of this realm, you know, and he gets a page profiling him and stuff like that. Um, the It almost becomes a whole new book in volume two, as it does again in volume three. And volume three almost looks like, I'm going to put it as a mix between something like The Land That Time Forgot and Apocalypto. Um, it's got a sort of real freaky kind of thing going on. Um but the art is um, definitely has something of the Joe Cuba about it with some Hal Foster sensibilities. And if anyone knows the work of Dan Spiegel, a little bit of that as well, I'm going to say. Um, almost like a 1940s, 1950s serial at some points, but with added sort of 70s cosmic making sensibilities. Excuse me. <laughs> Pardon me, sorry. So that's my first one. You can get it on Amazon. It came out, I think, 2018. Really good. Um, published, as I said, by Dover Publications. That's my first one. Nice. Damn. Nice one. Uh, my one was The Ambassadors. Oh, I think yeah. you read this, didn't you, Tony? 
Yeah, uh, I did, man. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Sorry, uh, I was sort of a bit kind of. I'd heard a few things about it. Sort of, uh, I really kicks in the last bit, and that's pretty much what it is. It's kind of, it, it's an odd one. Essentially, the the, the plot is that there's a, 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 one of the characters. I think her name's Junyi. Uh, as a Korean uh, lady who's in a, in a prison, and she basically is able to activate superpowers, and she comes up with this uh, idea that she's going to give, I think it's seven powers away to yeah, one person right, yeah. from like yep. from the various countries around the world, and you've got to nominate why that person should get superpowers and mm. what they're going to do with the world, help it or whatever. And that's the kind of general conceit, which only kind of comes in right at the later part of the book. The the, the first bit is obviously like world building and seeing where it's going to go. Quietly's artwork throughout is fucking great, but like it really yeah. turns it, on the last couple of pages. This turns up to eleven. Yeah, I think when they uh, we were talking about this in the Slack moment, Tony, kind yeah. of he's kind of unleashed a bit in the last few pages. Yeah, up, up until that point, it's kind of it's a little muted. I, I think it's still some of his fantastic work. You can see as an artist, he's just kind of grown and grown and grown like there's when he gets his chance to do his thing there's a bit where the airplane crashes under the sea and like all the the uh ice is thrown up into the air so you see the bubbles as it goes under it's like oh man that's really nice really well done uh i've always kind of really liked frank quietly stuff and this is there's kind of sort of something very strange and unusual about it isn't there yeah it's, it's, it just makes everything seem very peculiar i think in a good yeah. way you know? Yeah, it's kind of a little bit touch of, touch of Mobius about him at times. Yeah, that's which, a good point. Uh, yeah. I, I really so, certainly in this, actually. Yeah, I feel like on this is this all everything is in this comic is an open that minutes for it needs to be in here. But it was kind of the way it's told. I was like, I, I don't know how else you would do it, but I, I wanted it a bit more. By the time the end of the issue gets to it, like at the end of King of Spies, I was like, sold. At the end of Nemesis, yeah, like, sold. On this, I was like, "Oh yeah, maybe I'll get the second issue." But uh, yeah, yeah, if it wasn't, it, I wouldn't have been as excited for it if it wasn't for the last four pages, where we discover this sort of protagonist antagonist who's who's in a bar and something happens, and he he just proves to be the biggest bar, badass, doesn't he? Yeah, you know, and you think, "Ah, oh, right, I see. This is this is going something like this." Yeah, it's sold out though, isn't it? I think. Yeah, like a whole SWAT team comes upon him, and he, he sort of describes to them what's happening as it's happening to them. And it's like fuck, ah, oh, ouch! Great last line where he goes, he goes, "Why do you leave me alive?" And he says, well, "I need someone to pay my bar tab." Yeah, and then he sort of <laughs> steps, steps over the, the the corpses of everyone else. Yeah, but, <laughs> it's an interesting one. I, I'm looking forward to reading more. To be honest, yeah. I did buy Nemesis every, uh, issue three and read through that. Uh, that's going great guns. If you liked one and two, that's more of the same. Yeah, okay, yeah. Let's see where yeah, it goes. Yeah, that's interesting to see where that goes. I yeah. Think. I mean, that's it's, that it's certainly point. Stri- for me. It's a lot stronger than the first time around, no doubt. Yeah, yeah, I've, yeah. There's a lot more to it this time around. Yeah. I think. first yeah. time I read it, I was like, oh, "There's not not much here. It's just some geezer being fucking really horrible." And it's strange that Miller's made that jump from what you were saying earlier. This show, Tony, is when you're just reading someone just being evil, and then this when there's something to it, which is like, yeah, it's the same character, same premise, but this is told the right way and the other one yeah. wasn't for me but yeah. but but still with nemesis i think is the character's evil yeah you know it, it, it does it does these little moments of like you know the character not necessarily murdering everyone and they're talking very quietly and you think oh you can see the charm and then it then it almost pans out and you just think oh no they're <laughs> yeah. the worst i mean yeah. in this there's a bit where like th- it, it, that's happening it's like fucking that's really horrible he's really horrible 
it's been an interesting <laughs> interesting week for new series actually that haven't yeah. been Marvel and DC because we've got yeah. that on the go we've got um, Local Man as well issue 2's out now oh man I fuck, um, I'm going to get that yeah very much right. yeah yeah, that's, that, I very much enjoyed that. Just briefly back to Nemesis. The thing about Nemesis that I, I think I respond to more is there's more of a reason for him, for the character being. There, there's a motivation of like, here's why I want you. Do you know what I mean? Yes. It, 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 yeah. it tells you that rather than it just being like a a, a huge mystery. There's the a, first one was just an exorcism in nihilism. Yeah, 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 you know yeah. this. This has fleshed it all out and made it yeah. more interesting. I think. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And actually, I think I prefer the art in version in the second, the second series. I know I do like McNiven, but this this has more of a more of a more of a yeah no no I'm, energetic I'm exactly feel to it. You know? I, I think this is and yeah. also this is more yeah energetic kinetic. It's just you can you can feel it. It just because there is almost some ridiculous sort of action scenes, isn't it? Like yeah, snatch, you, yeah. snatching people yeah. out of moving helicopters. Yeah, um, and it just looks brilliant. So, um, I the name escapes me of the artist. Shame on me. Uh, Jorge Forlán, isn't it? Yeah, is that right. It's uh, significantly better than um, Exo Man War Issue One, which has a whole page um, dedicated to a photograph of a rock. <laughs> I was kind of like, mate, you fucking dialed that in. That's really, that's not good. <laughs> oh Because <laughs> oh, even if you've got to do that, surely just stick in some stuff like him flying around the rock or. A few more shots of that, or I, I yeah. don't know. There's got to be another way. Yeah. <laughs> the yeah. first panel is a very small panel, which is a picture of a rock, and then the, the middle, the middle of the page, filling up most of the page, is a, a re- reversed image of that same rock. <laughs> okay. Which did sponsor a did start a conversation on the Slack with our favourite rocks. <laughs> nice. <laughs> uh, that can run and run that one. Yeah. 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 I love a good rock. Um, I like a pair of Crocs. <laughs> <laughs> Speaking of continuing with series, though, and revisiting yep. um, popular series that we like, um, I absolutely uh, just chewed through issues four and five of Plush. Oh, we need to catch up with oh, this. Okay. Yeah, 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 yeah. Um, written by Doug Wagner, artist Daniel Hilliard, colorist Rico Renzi, letterer Ed Dukeshire, editor Kevin Gardner, designer Erica Schnatz. Loads of fantastic um, sort of variant covers. There's always a fantastic cover by Tony Fleeks. Is it Fleece? Is that Apologies. Fleece, I think. Fleece. Fleece. Um, but yeah, this story of sort of violence and serial killers and, well, cannibals and furries is, is ticking on <laughs> quite strongly. I would say anyone who's listened to some of our earlier shows know that we were like, this is crazy. This is full on ins- when Doug was on the show with us. Can I just quickly um, say it wasn't Jorge Fornes, it's Jorge Jimenez. Sorry, oh, yes, yeah, sorry. Yeah, sorry. Shout, sorry, shout out, uh, yeah, some of the best art so far of the year, I think. For that yeah, series. sorry, yeah, mate. yeah, yeah. Um, and certainly, speaking of art, Hillyard absolutely knocks it out of the park with just the consistency oh, cool. that he, he does for the these ones. Plush four and five, um, without giving too much away, because I know some of our listeners have already sort of they've gotten on to this series. And they've been showing through it as well. Some of them have probably already read these issues. Um, I just I I bought them. I didn't realise four four. We were up to five already. Uh, yeah. Because time. What is time? It's just weird. Um, <laughs> but yes, and certainly the first three issues were. It started strong. It started intense. It started properly. Just pedal to the metal immediately. Um, starting with. 
how far have you got, to, uh, guys? Is it issue three? Have you read issue three? When it's yes, starting? I have. Yeah, yeah. When it start, it's starting to take its foot off the pedal a little bit, isn't it? Yeah, that's Do when it. they're trapped in that house and he's yeah. chatting to everyone and wandering around that one. Yeah, yeah. There's more of that. Um, four and five are definitely slower, but building to stuff. Yeah, there are moments of action, but it's definitely. Um, I mean, I breeze through through them quite quickly. Um, it's but it's still. Um, focusing a little more on the characters. Um, four um, is based at this mansion where the characters currently are. Uh, Devin, who's the main guy who happens, you know, he started the night in a furry costume and now he's uh, with a gang of cannibalistic furries <laughs> and uh, maybe in love with one of them, but that's <laughs> that's by the by. Um, and there's, I probably would, to be fair. There's a trophy room, <laughs> which is amazing to behold. Like giving spoilers away. Um, there's an apocalyptic weapons workshop and carnival rides in issue four. Oh, um, okay. That's nice. Yeah. And yeah. then they really, they sort of slow it down a little bit to make it a little, you know, to bring some romance into it. He hinted yeah. at that, actually, when we interviewed him. Do you remember? Yeah. 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 Um, and there's certainly some of these characters who are over-the-top <laughs> murderers, let's face it. Um, but they're actually, they're old romantics, in a lot of ways <laughs> so um but issue five really brings into well these two issues also bring to the fore i say the human element um and let's just say the sheriff's department and the lawman in this story um what i like about this is it's keeping it very much contained you know it's not going through we had the stuff that was within a town and within the city but now it seems like it's building up to a crescendo in this one place. Um, and the lawmen, of course, they're all bastards anyway. We saw examples of that in the first couple of issues, haven't we? Like that, they're, yeah. they're just not. Very, there's only one um, guy, a deputy, who's a very sweet-natured and good person, and uh, he might survive. I have my fingers crossed that he's going to okay. survive. Yeah, because he's not dead yet. Spoilers, but um, who knows what's going to happen? And I think this is a six-issue series, isn't it? Is it six? That's the I one. Think th- so yeah. yeah, I think they generally are, aren't they? Yeah. The one thing I will say about that is, yes, it does. It does slow down a bit to do a lot, a lot more character work, and it's nice getting to see these side of the characters, and it's you can feel the volume turning up as the story goes on for like a, a a total sort of like fight at the end um but i also worry that it's going to happen everything's going to happen too quickly at once okay um because with one issue left i'm like okay you've it feels like there's some co- ground to cover there's a, there's a lot to do it could just be one big fight but i'll i'll you know at what point are we there yet without giving too many spoilers away i don't i don't want it to rush it too much and i think that's purely because when it was in vinyl it, that scenario in vinyl was in this bunker and about, there was about three issues of just carnage and these serial killers and these fights and it sort of it took place you know they were working their way through the the bad guys and it happened over a number of issues so there was a there was the the tempo of it um i worry that they might that it might happen too quickly do you know what i mean in in the final issue um I'll tell you one thing though, I'm gonna I'm gonna read that final issue. Oh, yeah. <laughs> as soon as it comes out and get this collection, because Plush has been a fantastic series. Yeah. Um 
I, I look forward to seeing it how it ends. I hope it ends. I've been so pleased with plastic and vinyl and the way the way that the, this creative team have come together on these weird, wonderful, really dark and fucked. Next up. one's called rice pudding, isn't it? <laughs> yeah, it's tapioca. Uh, ta- oh yeah, ta- ta- yeah tapioca now. And uh, the sixth one is just called fudge. Uh, <laughs> but no, seriously. Um, if it's not for the squeamish, it's pretty dark. It's also it's cartoonish in a way like you have to you know suspend disbelief this is about you know you're rooting for villains in a, in a, in a comic where there there kind of is no good guy the only kind of innocent is the main hero the main guy that's caught up in it and are they really as innocent as they seem it's it, it's you know there may only be one good person and that's that deputy but who knows if they're going to live um, <laughs> but definitely there are no good people anymore yeah, yeah. yeah. Um, I, th- I think the last issue is coming out in April. I probably got it wrong, but it's, it's going to be coming out. Keep doing out. that voice today. You keep doing that Doctor Evil voice. Because I'm not yeah. quite sure about the things I'm talking about. Um, but definitely get on it. Catch up. Um, it's well worth it. And I look forward. I'm, you know, they, they've sold me over. Once they've done it, once you do it three times in a row, you got me for life. Do you know what I mean? There's, you know, after the third okay. album, you, here we go. After, after the third album, <laughs> you know you're a fan of a band, don't you? Do you know what I mean? When the third album comes out, and you're like, yeah, that... oh right, yeah, okay, I still like this band. Where sometimes yeah. you're like, Ugh. so yes, guys. read plush, Tony, take some. Cool. Uh, my final one is to time with the um, a shower, and that's for Pete Dory. Pete's um, yeah. suffered a loss this week. Um, yes. I know yeah. he's put it on Twitter and everything, but it's not our it's not our place to discuss it. Other than just to say, I hope he's okay. Yeah. He's a buddy of ours, Pete. He's good good egg. So um, yeah. I hope everything's right, Pete. Um, and this is to um, rec- highly recommend Pete Dory's um, comic, which is called Stan and Jack. And this is issue five, which I think will be coming out quite soon, depending on how things go. Um, because you demanded it, Big John Buscema versus Barry Windsor Smith, aka Savage Swords of Stan and Jack. 24 pages, black and white interiors, colour cover. Um, we were lucky enough to see an early copy of it. He sent it out to a couple of people. It's more of Pete's brilliant series where he takes these creators that we, you know, some are alive, some have passed away, but ca- characters that we absolutely love and admire, you know, like Stan and Jack and, and a number of others I'll talk about, and he puts them in just mad situations. But the mad situations play off against stories that we've both heard about them, story that Pete's made up and story that stories that involve the characters that they create and the environments they create. And this one is kind of the um, sword and sorcery version of it. Mm-hmm. The cover has Big John and BWS as barbarians battling each other, which plays off again inside the issue, you'll see. And it plays off on that gang that we all know that a lot of what appeared on Marvel Comics didn't necessarily appear in it properly inside the comic. You know, there's always like a, you know, a death-defying jump or a you know a life-threatening battle that was occurring and inside the comic you think well not really you know but it makes for a good <laughs> yeah, cover yeah. Yeah. Um, yeah sometimes you, you pick up a cover and then look read the comic and just go oh was that a completely different book Are they yeah i know <laughs> yeah yeah it was a it was a, a great trick of marvel wasn't it for many yeah. years and dc yeah. i'm guessing um but you get a narration box um as well and it's it's it it sets itself up. You know the way you used to get in Conan comics is this was the age of, you know, this sort of thing. Yeah. It does a little bit like that with a tongue-in-cheek feel, and it's um um the high boring age. Um as Stan calls it the high boring age in this comic. <laughs> um, which is great. Um whilst this isn't ongoing, you can just jump in and enjoy it. It's almost like reading a bit like um a mad magazine 
comic. You know, every panel has got a little has got a gag in it. It's it, it's definitely got that Mad Magazine aesthetic. But where rather than playing on a, the current movie that was out at the time or something like that, um, Pete applies himself to the the peoples from the, the people from the bullpen and beyond that as well. So you get Jack Stan, uh, Big John Buscema, uh, Jim Sterenko, who's always you know, the easiest bloke to take the piss out of. I've got to be honest with you, um, and a whole lot more. And they found themselves in this sort of time of barbarians. And as they're sort of going, well, where the fuck are we? What's going on? You know, little jokes are flying backwards and forwards. Frank Thorne put, pulls up, fully, fully dressed in his wizard's garb, which anyone ever knows anything about the comic creator Frank Thorne. He used to dress up as a wizard and and judge ladies dressed as Red Sonia competitions and things like that, you know, um, in real life. And he suggests that they take the crew to the magic costume shop so they'll look more in, in line with the... Uh, the environment they're now in and he takes them to a shop and it's like the shop out of mr ben you know that one <laughs> yeah, and it's, got, yeah it's got like this magic the shopkeeper arrived and he's in it that shopkeeper's in it with his little fez you know he had that little what fez is, and it? his little hitler yeah. mustache that's it yeah 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 um he would did look a bit like hitler he did that. didn't yeah, he you know, yeah, yeah. yeah. No, he wonder if fuck. he escaped the bunker and just ran a fancy dress May, shop. maybe witness protection no no that wouldn't that's a bit extreme yeah boys from brazil so he was probably in Paddington or somewhere, you know. The um, so Roy Thomas becomes Royak, son of thunder, a bit like Arak. Um, Jack becomes King Carl because obviously he's a king. Stan becomes Stan MacMorn, and um, and not Stelric as Jack suggests. <laughs> and all they head off on a on a quest. I won't spoil the rest of the book, but it did it did make me smile throughout it. It it will cheer you up. It's absolutely packed full of little Easter eggs and in jokes. If you know anything about comics, you know that re- you're really going to love. At one point, Iron Jaw turns up. Fucking Iron Jaw, Jesus Christ, that's a deep <laughs> one. For the, I did a I did a podcast, um, uh, the Wits End podcast, um, and um, the dude had me and me and Pete on, and Pete talked about Iron Jaw, and it's hilarious. Iron Jaw is not a fucking normal character. <laughs> um, and it really does play well. Pete plays so well in this sandbox. Um, and it gives him so many opportunities to play with stories from the comics and legend and satirized moments and ridiculous moments and stuff like that. And then fucking Wendy Peeney turns up dressed as Red Sonia, which obviously if anyone knows their comics history, uh, Wendy used to dress up as um, Red Sonia. In the days before there was loads of people, you know, in silly costumes at conventions. You know, it was quite a thing. Well, Wendy Penny struck quite a, you know, she looked good in that costume. I'll be honest okay. with you. Yeah, a lot of us thought a lot about that late <laughs> at night. Um, <laughs> from when the lights better. Yeah. Uh, and w- when he re- drew, I knew he'd do it. I knew he would do it, but I still cheered when I saw Peter put her in there. Um, then Sal Buzima appears from a cosmic egg and fights his brother, which I thought was quite good. Um, Pete's artwork steps up with every issue, actually. I don't know how he fits so much detail in this this comic. Um there's a very good it is and there's an advert in the back to indicate the next issue which involves giant size stand thing which that's going to be good isn't it um and i know i think he's like you won't mind me saying so but i know from the conversation we've had on the slack he's thinking about collecting the first issues into a sort of um phone book kind of collection thing which i think will work really well you can buy um the previous issues um and hopefully very soon then this new issue at Pete Dory, P-E-T-E-D-O-R-E-E, Pete Dory dot bigcartel.com. You can follow Pete on uh, Twitter at Pete Dory. Or uh, if you just want to join the Slack, you can see a lot of Pete's work in progress on there. There's loads of that he puts on there, and it's, it is really good. Um, yeah, so that's my second recommendation, and a big shout-out to Pete, who's a dude. There you go. Indeed. A dude a million times over. Yeah. There you go. 
And, and we, we hope cool. you lovely people have enjoyed all of those recommendations and you check out some of those comments that we've talked about this week and certainly maybe delve back into those devilish heroes you love so much. Um, if I'd love to hear if there's more we missed. I know oh, yeah. That'd be loads. I feel like there's just tons. But, um, but it's up to you lovely listeners to let us know about that. Several different ways you can do it. You can email us, awesomecomicspod at gmail.com. Let us know on social media at the awesome pod we're also on like facebook and join the slack group um, get in touch with us to find out how to join a wonderful community of people lots of different channels and groups of people ranging from what comics you enjoy reading to art threads to crowdfunding chat and so much more so there's something for everyone there it's a wonderful group of people and very highly supportive can't say enough good things about that mm. Um, thank you for listening to us whether it's on the website awesomecomic.podbean.com if you listen to us on Apple Podcasts then subscribe like leave a review helps get the word out about the show and everything we talk about on a weekly basis and if you listen to us on any other networks such as Spotify Amazon Stitcher Podnose Podknife what other networks are we on Tony? Oh he just got, you-, you just got cut off then it was almost like you've, you, you were about to say <laughs> something so wrong that the oh, devil no. stopped you. Oh, did he? How far did I get? That was all you had. Oh, right. <laughs> no, that's me. There you go. No, if you it was on the very informative pod network. If you're going to use someone's comics in an exhibition, try fucking asking them. There you go, folks. It's a, it's a yeah. very, I mean, I think you have to type that's all one word <laughs> when you type that into your search yeah. engine. Not sure but, Google picked that one up. Yeah, yeah, yeah. But, uh... <laughs> But Google will certainly uh, pick us up and whatever we're going to talk about next it week. Works. So yeah. Um, but speaking of us, where can people find us online, etc.? Tony, neveronanything.com. There you go, Dan. You can find me on Twitter at Vanguard Comic, and you can read Vanguard at VanguardComic.com. And if you want to buy any more comics, go to DCPublishing.BigCartel.com. There you go. There you go. And Sweet. You can find me on social media at Jester Diablo. Thank you very much for selling your souls to the dark powers and listening to this week's episode. I'm just keeping the theme going. I fucking love it. Yeah, nice one. Yeah. Yeah. Later Um, in bed, keep it going. It's almost like I've made a (laughs) deal with the devil um, for this show. But, you know, I'll gladly do it just so I can talk to these two mung beans every week. (laughs) (laughs) Not only for that. (laughs) (laughs) Thank you for listening, everyone. No matter where you are in the world, we hope you're happy, healthy, doing okay, especially healthy, because a lot of us have got a cold or like we've been struck down with. Yeah, something. apologies. I've been a bit mutey this week because I've had a. I've got a bit of a cold. Yeah, absolutely, yeah. there's no apologies needed. Most of the time, our lovely listeners have to listen to me talking every week because my nose is so blocked. So oh shit! It's a. Uh, it's a real. Cocaine will do that. Yeah, <laughs> it does. Well, no, that clears it out. Let's get more in. Let's get more. Dan, uh, I've got to go to your big cartel store to order some more. And anyway, um, (laughs) (laughs) until next week, thank you for listening, everyone. No matter where you are in the world, we hope you read loads of comics, keep making loads of comics. Don't don't sign any contracts before. Just read the contract. Read the fine print. Read the fine print. And for God's sake, if you're being asked to sign it in blood, it's probably not worth doing. Um, Pete learned that when we uh, he signed up to be our sponsor. <laughs> <laughs> what a fool. Anyway, have a great week. <laughs> and until we see you next time, well, what should they do, guys? Stay, Stay awesome. awesome. Bye, everyone. Goodbye. See you later.